long all night. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Anyway, podcast back for another episode. Look who's in the house. It's the Sea Dog, Frankie style. What up, big dog? Sea Dog? I don't know. It's been a day. What's uh, happening? Uh, this is what's happening. Patrick Mahomes Sr. arrested DWI. We got some more details for you. Kidoke. Not great as the sun is heading into a Super Bowl. Shane Gillis is going to SNL to host, and the liberals are none too pleased about this. Are they none too pleased? None too pleased. King Charles has a cancer diagnosis. There is a, uh, I don't know if you call it a behind the scenes, but a, somebody, a, one of the filmmaker behind the scenes people, they're writing a book. They produced White Lotus, the new HBO uh, show, and they were on The Sopranos. And there's a new tell-all book coming out, and then it goes into some detail on James Gandolfini's last year. I'll be honest, this is a topic where I stopped reading the piece on it, because I feel like we'll go through it together. I don't want to know too much about it before we head into the whole thing. I'll do a little recap on the Grammys from last night, Frankie C, and a blind top five to put a whole cherry on top of this little cupcake that we call a podcast. Night long. Oh, no. Thank you. I was waiting for somebody to sing back up. Hey, sing the harmonies. Do what I can. I have a Flix picks that I could put out this episode, but I'm going to save it. I thought that was a Friday thing. It is. I'm going to save it, but I feel like I could do it right now, kind of juiced about it. I'm very excited about it, but. Talk about it. What is it? No, no, no. We'll save it. We'll save it. We'll save it. Whatever. We'll save it. Um, Patrick Mahomes' dad arrested for driving while under the influence. Um, this was Saturday around eight o'clock at night. Word kind of came out yesterday and started to spread around the internet. Not great as Patrick Mahomes Jr. is uh, heading into the Super Bowl this Sunday over in Las Vegas. Um, we got some more details on what went down exactly. And it turns out that he was driving with a 16 ounce Coors Light can open in the front seat in the center console oh not supposed to do that now was he was he drunk or was it just an open container oh no they arrested him for public uh, for driving while intoxicated dwi okay yeah this is according to an affidavit that was scooped up by the new york post from the smith county sheriff's office in texas so what happens now what's his uh is he still under is he in jail or is he is it a fine or what happens to him? Oh, this, well, he told the police that he had a few beers while watching the game at a local bar. Uh, when asked if he was drinking and driving, it was the it's the third DWI for Mahomes. Come on, uh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if convicted, he can get up to 10 years in prison and a $10,000 wow. fine. Man, 10 I'm, years in prison. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you have to send this man to jail for 10 years. There's no two ways about it. It's his third time, and he's driving around with a beer open in the front seat. What do you, I mean, There's, what's the thought process? I don't understand. You go, eh, this is okay. Just, I mean, you're Patrick Mahomes Sr. Get a a, a, a car to a drive driver. you home. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know this, but Patrick Mahomes Jr. signed a $20,000 billion trillion dollar contract. Yeah, it's a five hundred million dollar. It's he's got all the money. There's no reason for anybody who remotely knows Patrick Mahomes <laughs> to ever have to drive ever again. Yeah, if you meet Patrick Mahomes on the street, you instantly you get a driver. 
You get a driver. You, that's you it. Like you Patrick driver. Mahomes, you get a driver. Third grade classmate who he never liked has a driver. Yeah. His dad shouldn't have to go any, but this is the problem with pieces of shit. Not a lot of thought process behind a lot of their actions. Yeah, it's a very, uh, I'm going to do what I want kind of a thing. I mean, think about it. We, I know this sounds crazy, but hiding it in a water bottle or a, a cell, or, you know, hiding stop it in a bag. Stop giving people ideas. Will you stop? I'm just saying, hiding it shows some sort of remorse. When you just put it in the middle console and you're just driving around with a beer open, you've got a problem that you need to go to jail for. End of story. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, I a, mean, it's a bit. Ask right. any person whose family member, child, grandma, whatever, was killed by a drunk driver. They feel no sympathy for you. Yeah. I mean, there should be. I don't know what the penalty is right now. Like, he's is he in jail waiting for trial? Or I'm sure he's not behind bars at the moment, right? I don't believe so. I think he's out on bail. Oh, he can afford bail, but he can't afford a, a driver to get him home. But I mean, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to. Um, I mean, he's gonna have to. I, I would just plead. I, he's gonna probably fight it, but it's just like, how do you plead not guilty? I mean, the cop caught you red-handed. I know what, they always, and he submitted to it, the breathalyzer and everything. They I always mean, do, though. What's not guilty about that? There was a there was a guy who around here. This was a big local story. Um, he hit a kid, a boy scout. They were walking on the side of the road. He was drunk. He took, he, they, they saw him drinking at a golf course. Like he was done. For, like it, he had blood, his blood alcohol level. He did a blood, the whole thing. He still hired a lawyer. Well, you need a lawyer. But not kill. No, but fought, like was fighting the yeah, fighting, the whole thing in, in court. It's like, just go to jail. You, you took this poor, this Andrew, this poor kid's life. Yeah. You know, it was a big story around here. We we did a lot on it on the rate on the local radio station at the time, and I remember just screaming at the top of my lungs on some days because he would be, he, and he was so fat. He was so he was just like, like going into court. Like you don't deserve any of this. You don't deserve a, a trial, and you know you should fucking. I I was hoping that somebody would just hit him with a tack hammer in the back of the fucking head every day as he was walking into that courtroom. What a piece of crap! I mean, how do you how do you not walk in there? Like, you did it. What's not? What What is your argument for not guilty? I would love to know yeah. what the lawyer or his argument was. Did he Did he go Did he go away? Did they get him? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, what's your, what's your argument? They it's try probably. They... It's probably he's probably arguing for less time or whatever they're whatever they can get. And they fight for like chain of uh, evidence, like they they try and always go for some sort of legal technicality yeah. to, you Pulse know, help. In it. Yeah, fuck the family who lost the child. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just horrible how how nobody has any sort of remorse anymore. Right. You know that was what's that was what was so refreshing about. Um, I know this is kind of a weird segue, but um, Louis C.K. Like at least he was like, I did like, it. Yeah, I'm did sorry it. for it. And nobody was, I don't even know if it was, it was like, you know, that meme, nobody. And then is this, is this something? It was like, yeah. nobody, Louis CK. Hey, I did all this stuff. Cause yeah. I didn't remember anybody accusing him of anything. Right. He just came out and said it. 
No, a couple, there was a couple of people that, that oh, kind of, all right. and they know. said it, but they were like, yeah, this made us feel <clears> uncomfortable. <throat> it wasn't like the other ones that were like, this guy stole parts of my soul, you know, right. like, like the other big stories at the time. Yeah. They, they didn't, nobody. Yeah. He, he, admit, he's like, yeah, I did all this. Everybody else is, you know, no, uh, they're making it up and this and that. Yeah. Which, hey, if they're making it up, they're make, you know, obviously fight. But, you know, yeah, at least Louis C.K. came right out and was like, yeah, I fucking, I did what what they're saying I did. Yeah, I did it. I was wrong and I didn't feel bad for it. And like that, there's no, you know, so this guy, who knows what will happen to him here with this whole thing. But, I mean, he should be, he should get the maximum allowable by law. He should be done for jail, 10 years, you know. And he was he was on the Mets. I don't know if you remember Pat Mahomes was on the Mets for a while. Like he was an athlete. Like they, there's money there. I don't know if he's got financial issues or whatever, but he seems like a scumbag. Like he seems like trash when you I don't know him from anybody. Yeah, he's been like he's like on the field. He's like he's getting drunk at games. He's like smoking cigars and stuff like and not like uh, hey, we won the Super Bowl, but like I don't know, just like a trade. He doesn't carry himself all that well, if you ask me. Like your your son is maybe the like Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback ever. There's no denying it. And Patrick Mahomes. That's easy when you cheat. (laughs) (laughs) As a Giants fan, I'm not going to correct you. Pat Mahomes is like on his heat. Like he's at the start. Like if you look at the arc of where they're going, Pat Mahomes is with him. Maybe even better, you know, judging on where they are in the, at their, at the same point in their careers. And it's like, can't you just operate with some class? Can't you be supportive of your son who, you know, was killing himself in these fucking State Farm commercials? He's another one. What are you doing State Farm commercials for? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you don't need money ever. Do you need to be that? Maybe they do. Maybe he's got a some kind of weird issue or something. I don't know. I forget how much he really. Saw. I mean, I mean, it was close to five hundred million. If it was, you know, Ugh. I mean, it's just half an, a billion dollars. That's, yeah, that, what the hell? What is this money everybody's throwing around? What? What? Just uh, half, just picking half a billion. Okay, you might as yeah. well say a trillion because nobody. What does that even mean anymore? I always what, say this because the the owners don't have to disclose what they make. The players, their contracts are out there. If they could pay that guy five hundred million, could you imagine how much the owner is making? Think about I, that. I can't. I can't even imagine. Not, and what's easy to pay five hundred million when you charge twenty dollars for a hot dog? The owner ain't crying. Owners, owner happy as all shit to hand out five hundred million. You know, because yeah. he knows he's he's getting it back. You know, yeah. that's the truth. Uh, Laura, love the shirt, Anthony. Thank you. This is Very in nice. our merch store, which you can get right now. Link in the description below and at anthonyonair.com. The Viola shirt. Very good. It is available. Um, you know, so the, the whole thing is very upsetting. I wish people would just have yeah. dignity. I wish uh, Pat the dignity Mahomes part. Would... You're right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I say the dignity part is, you know, if Patrick Mahomes came forward and was like, yeah, I fucked up. I did it. You know, and these people that, you know, I wish, wish more people would be like, yeah, I fucking did it. You know, all these people that get accused of shit, like what we were saying before with, uh, Louis CK and all them. Just fucking, uh, yeah, you di- you did it. Let's just go away. That's it. Yeah. Just admit it. And move on. All these people are like, no, no, she's making it up. She's making, they're making it up. It's like, are they? Yeah, are they? You piece of shit. 
Um, Jamie, so happy to be here on the live. Finally, we're happy to have you, Jamie. Happy to have you. It's about Everybody time. in the chat: Bird, Mercury, Justice, Robin, Laura, uh, Raven, Court McGuire. Everybody, we appreciate you being here. You Love that name, Court McGuire. Yeah. Court McClure. Hi, I'm Court McGuire. You may remember me from such podcasts as last week. Is it Court McClure on slide, on uh, It's Troy. Troy, Troy McClure. McClure. Damn. Should be Court, though. Court's better. No. You, you need to watch more cartoons. Do you know that Pat Mahomes is not allowed to promote beer like all NFL players? NFL players cannot promote beers. Interesting. Mm. There's also a rule that they arrived in Vegas, I think, this week. Mm-hmm. Maybe yesterday or today or something. Yeah, and they're not allowed to gamble. Yeah, that's right. No, I don't have to do it. I Kinda mean, hard. that's rough, but I guess that's not what you're there for. Kind of hard. Yeah. Uh, look, Carrie knows who I'm talking about. Andrew McMorris was the name of the young gentleman who got hit by the car around here. No. It was a horrific. I mean, it was just horrible. It's fucking terrible. Horrible. Yeah. Anyway. Carrie. Yep. Um, Jada Kiss in the chat. Hey, hey, from the UK. How we doing? Nice. What up, Jada? Forty-two countries. I can't believe we're we're live in forty-two countries around the world. It seems like we shouldn't be allowed to be, doesn't it? I mean, at least like, half of those countries shouldn't let us. Like somebody's gonna find out one day and be like, "How did this get by?" Yeah, there's this... a switch somewhere that nobody flipped, <laughs> and it's allowing this to happen. <laughs> Um, Shane Gillis is going back to SNL to host this weekend, Frankie C. This weekend. Now, he got fired a couple years ago, right? For I don't remember why. Yeah, so as the story goes, he was doing stand-up comedy in New York. One of these really, really, like, unknown. He was very unknown at the time. Mm -hmm. Like, he's big now, and I bet you you could still walk up to five of your friends, and three or four of them would have no idea who the hell Shane Gillis is. And he's I huge. barely know who he is. Yeah, he's big. He's a, he's a big deal now. Um, so back then, he was even far far less known. But SNL was going through one of those transitionary periods where it wasn't working. They got to shake it up. Let's let some of the contracts lapse and let's go and bring in like four or five new people. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he was one of the people. And then shortly thereafter, the internet. Now this was I don't know what the timing was compared to these two things, but. This was around the time, because this always happens. All the internet trolls, all the liberals, sorry, they dig for shit from people's past. But this was in and around the time that Kevin Hart got hired for the Oscars, and then they dug up all the old homophobic mm-hmm. tweets that he had, and um, he parted with that whole thing. <clears throat> right. So this was right around that time. And... Shane Gillis was doing a podcast, as most most struggling comedians are, with his friend, and he had some racially insensitive ah. stuff towards Chinese people. <clears throat> Got it. Like I remember listening to it, and it was like, um, you know, the ad, the old adage of uh, Chinese people switching R's for L's or L's for R's, whatever it is. He was just kind of doing that stuff. Not cutting edge humor. Not the worst thing in the world. You know, I mean, this far worse. Not not wonderful at the same time is what it is. So they, before they could even get him on a stage, he gets fired. Now in the subsequent years, since this has happened, he's told the story that he didn't even want to be on SNL. 
like it wasn't his goal to try for it uh attempt to get it what had happened was is his managers at the time were pretty tied into the snl people like they had a bunch of other clients that were on snl and they were like we can get you an audition for snl and he's like you know i don't really want to do that i don't know if you know this Mm. but like i've had um who told me this i had colin jost on and how it works is they send you like a packet um and then you have to write so they'll send you a packet with you know um uh, i don't even know who's on right now i can't name any of the people well michael che is uh wants to do a skit about blah 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 write a you know write a skit for michael che in this scenario and then you got to sit there and you know write it out and then it's like you know oh this one wants to do kate mckinnon wants to do this and blah blah blah, right. blah, blah do a do a sketch with Kate McKinnon and Colin Jost, and you got to just sit there and write it out. And that's how you get to audition or get them to come and see you do stand up or, or improv so you or whatever. Have to, you have to be, in order to write for them, you have to do stand up or you have to do, you can't just be a writer. You can, but you have to write. You have to write that. Yeah, but that gets you the opportunity for them to come see you do something. Right, I correct. Mean, because if you're just a writer and you don't do stand up and you don't do acting or, or anything, they can hire you write you, for them. Yeah, they can hire you right off of the packet. But if you want to be a performer, you right. have to write and then they have to see. And that's the first step. It's not like they just come to see people perform. I guess. Except for in this particular instance where he just goes, I'm not writing because I'm not going on SNL. I know I'll never, that's not my thing. I'm not going to be on SNL. And they were like, no, 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 you could do it, you could do it, you could do it. And then for whatever reason, I think they were going to see somebody else and they convinced them, hey, stay and see Shane. They stay and see him and they go, you know what, he is really funny, come and audition. So he goes on auditions and he, and he said, you know, even going to audition, he's like, I'm not going to get this. So he went in there like carefree and they wound up loving him and hiring him. Right. And then so somebody went searching for all the, and believe me when I tell you, Frank, now you know this, we're in the business a long time. Mm-hmm. I can tell... There are, are a lot of podcasts where there's a gray area. I'm like, I don't know. They might have, you know, 100,000 followers. They might have 30,000. I'm not entirely sure. It's kind of, you know, in there. And then there are some where you can go, I know that this podcast does not get more than 50 downloads an episode. I just know right. it. Mm-hmm. And that was his podcast at the time. Like, nobody gave a shit. There was no website for it. Man. There was no, you know, his, the followers on on Twitter, I think at the time were like fourteen hundred followers on Twitter, like minuscule numbers. Like no, you had to fucking search this shit out to get offended by it. You know, right. he would have had more people listening to him if he opened up his a window in Manhattan and screamed out the window. More people would have heard that than that podcast. That's pretty funny. So they've all put the pressure on SNL, and of course they had to bow to public pressure and. They wound up firing him. Now, I think Bowen Yang is his name, mm-hmm. who was an Asian comic improv, whatever he was at the time. They hire that guy to be like, oh, hey, look, we like Chinese people. Oh, God. Don't take it personal. I mean, that guy has Shane Gillis to thank for his career. Now, would he have made it onto SNL anyway? Maybe. Yeah. But he took that moment in time and they were like, holy shit, we got to hire you know, an Asian guy. And he was the one who wound up getting it. So I don't I wonder think what have... this week. Yeah, what what this weekend's going to be like? Do you think they'll make fun of? They got to call attention to it, no? I think they should. Well, you know, it's funny. After it happened, because now, because I'm on this side of the internet now. It, this is all over my algorithm. 
it, not even on TikTok, on Twitter, on X, people are like bringing up stuff that he said like afterwards. And he said, I will never, ever host. He's like, if they ask me to host that show, I'll tell them to go fuck them or whatever he was saying. And then he eventually said, I'll R. Bud Dwyer, that situation. You know who R. Bud Dwyer is? No. He was on a live TV broadcast and he he got a, yep, he offed oh, himself. God. Like right on live television. It's a horrific video. I suggest nobody to watch it. But that's what he said. Like that would be his opening monologue. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> like he was joking around. But people are like retweeting this old ass clip now. And they're like, you think he's going to, you know, it's like, no, he's not no, going to do He's not. He's a, no. But it would be fun to joke around with. But I'm seeing the people. I'm seeing like the cancel people, the liberals in this particular case. And they're going crazy. They're like, why is he on? He's still an insensitive piece of shit. He said all these horrible things about Chinese people. And now you're hosting him all these years later. And it's like, there's never this, like, forget. You say this all the time about the forgiveness thing. Like, yeah, but there's got to be, in order for that, I'm all for forgiveness, but there's got to be, an you know, there's got to be remorse first. You can't just well, forgive someone. You know, you don't just forgive yeah. someone. Yeah. In my opinion, I guess that that doesn't want it. You know, that does that show knows shows no effort to ask for forgiveness. You know, who doesn't want to be forgiven? Yeah, I saw it. Now, I've have you ever seen his stand up? I, I, every now and then, I'll see a clip on YouTube or something. His last, I think it was on Netflix. His last special is so wonderfully done. Like again, there's this thing of like, oh, you can't talk about this topic because you might kind of offend somebody and for the people that like charge right in there and and bring it up and talk about it and do it in a way that's fairly masterfully done mm -hmm. is pretty interesting like and so the thing that really won me over with him is he does this whole bit on down syndrome where he's like you know you can't he, talk, he talks about people he's like oh you can't bring up down syndrome on a, you know you can't talk about down syndrome on a comedy show and he goes people who say that shit have no have zero experience with down syndrome and he's like i have down syndrome in my family and let me tell you what it's like and then he goes into this whole bit and his uncle has it and he talks about it and you're laughing hysterically right. through the whole thing you know because the way he positions it is is like his uncle's the happiest guy ever like he he just he loves life. He enjoys life. He's not ashamed of having Down syndrome. He's not like, oh, don't talk about anything because you might offend me. Like, he's like, I have Down syndrome. Like, you know, let's talk about it. Like, you know, right. he talks about him sneaking cheese sandwiches into restaurants. He's like, he sneaks a grilled cheese sandwich into a restaurant in case they don't have grilled cheese on the menu. <laughs> and he's like sneaking like bites and everything. And his dad's like, I don't know when the fuck he's making these grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> You know, and it's really, it's a, it's a door. It's like, uh, what's the word? Endearing. It's very right. endearing, you know, and he talks about his dad and, you know, how much his dad is a big Trump guy and how people assume he is by the way he looks, you know, mm -hmm. but he's not, he does a great Trump impression too. Um, but he's just, he's a, he's a very interesting voice. And he's one of those refreshing voices where it's like, Oh, this guy can, can get in there on that line and mix it up a little bit and make everybody feel comfortable about it. Not, mm -hmm. and not feel like they're being marginalized at all, which is a really unique right. ability and a unique talent. So I, I think it's great that he's done it. I think it's, 
And I think you need this because I think the people that feel like we have, because you tell me, but when I hear somebody gets a job, I don't go, mm, you know, let me go to my calendar. Let me see how much time I have to see if I could find yeah, something on no, this person. I don't do, why, who does that? Who are these there are people? people who do it for some reason. Yeah. The world is chock full of them. People with a lot of time on their hands. And again, I say this a lot. It used to be the conservative Republicans. It used to be, how dare you say that awful thing? Uh, you know, be a person of God. This is terrible. You should be. It used to be them that were the ones that were out there being politically correct and going, hey, you can't say that. And I, at some point between Janet Jackson and now, uh, it's flipped over to the other side where the liberals are like, you can't say that. And some of it is like, you know, not talking about this could even be worse. You can't explain that to those people because they don't understand it. You know, like I think talking about stuff is fine. Uh, you could talk about it, but it's um, in, a, in, a, in a way, I mean, you I think you gotta should be, be able to tactful joke about it. it. Yeah, you got to be tactful. I think you should be able to joke about it, too. But there are people that are like, you can't you just can't you can't joke about that. It's like, no, you can't, yeah. you know, you, you can it depends, do it. Yeah. It depends on how it is. Yeah. Like Chris Stefano has this bit on nine 11, right? Nine 11 is the worst day that has happened to all of us collectively in a really long time. His bit is hysteric. You're, you find yourself laughing for 20 minutes through a nine 11 bit. And the reason why it's so endearing and relatable is because it's relatable. We were all on that side of, Oh shit. So it's not like we're laughing at the people who died. No. You're laughing at what you did on that day, how you reacted, what you, you know, what it was like cuz you could find common ground and it's okay to have to make that connection. In fact, it's important in the healing and moving on process. You know, I, I think the, the problem is when people don't know how to do it in a way <clears throat> that's yeah. That 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 has that certain delicate but funny, you know, that that endearing way. And you, there's people that don't know how to do it. They piss someone off, and that's how it gets ruined. Yeah. You and know, that's and how, that's you're how right. The whole thing happens. You're right. But then to the other on the other side of that pendulum is the people that are like not even waiting for that. They're like, I'm just gonna try and ruin this person because it's something broken in me that I need that for my ego to be like I, I took that guy down. Or I took that girl down. That's so weird. I mean, I, I you know, if you see if you see a clip that's fucked up, yeah, all right. And, but you know, now it become if you bring it up, and the person in the clip or whatever it is is now under fire, the person should you know, hey, listen, come forward and say I'm sorry. There was a stupid thing that I shouldn't have done that, and I hope I can be forgiven. I hope I can move on. We could all move on with everything, and I, I hope. I didn't defend too many, you know, I didn't. What you're saying everybody. right now is what I wish my wife would say to me for making me have kids. I'm sorry. What I did was stupid. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have said those things. Like I'll take care of them and it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be fine. Is the biggest lie my wife ever told me. It'll be fine. What are you talking about? We could do this. It's just two of them, two of us. What's the problem? I stepped nope. in. I stepped in six-day-old apple juice on the floor the other day. I'm like, it's not. This isn't fine. We're just, we're not oh. doing fine. Uh, Misfit Jester is here. Has arrived. Thank you. I oh, want to get time. 
I yeah, I know. I want to get one of these masks that's in Misfit Jester's uh, picture profile there, like one of those like where you got the screen oh, digital mask things. Something's on the screen. Yeah. So get one. They have them. Amazon or wherever. I, I we should get like that's what cool like DJs do. This is what we should do, Frank. One day we're gonna we're just gonna come on with those digital masks okay. and we're just gonna go like this. You don't even have to do that anymore. You, you just you press play and it plays a yeah. No, we gotta pretend. I gotta like oh, you gotta pretend. Like, this is what I love what they did. They go down. like this. They go. Uh, you got and then you gotta uh, wait, wait. Uh, 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 all right, all right, all right. Like you're queuing something up. Bull. The best is on on um, Saved by the Bell when you go to the Zach Attack band episodes and they're like mm-hmm. in the recording studio like this. It's like, why are you holding? It? You there's nothing there on their head. There's no they're headphones. Just... <laughs> there's no, they're just they're just like this. What are you? What? What are you doing? What are you doing? Doesn't make any sense. I don't know. But <laughs> DJs, I'm sure there are DJs out there that can do crazy, amazing things with music on the spot and whatever. But for the most part. When I see a DJ, I think, all right, this guy put something together at home, brought it to the place, and now they hit play and let yeah. everybody listen to it. Yeah. You you still get credit for creating it, and I guess you got to do something yeah. while you're there. It's like the conductor. Right. I mean, the conductor wrote the whole thing, put all this music together, but he's not going to sit backstage while everybody plays. He's got to stand up there and go. You know, like Jerry Seinfeld, he goes, the only, is there any reason the conductor has to be there other than and that's it <laughs> once he does that his job's pretty much over he's done he's just winging that's, it yeah that's just, i mean he's yeah he's doing this but they're not looking at him yeah he's keeping time is he they, they know how to play the song they've played it a million times and they're, yeah. they're listening to each other there's no conductor standing in front of a band like you know dave matthews and metallica going like this yeah because they all play the song together a million times that's that's that old Jerry Seinfeld. Uh oh, DJ Snaggins. Hey, I was a real DJ. Did you ever hate? Do you still get this, where people go, "Oh, you're on the radio? Do you DJ weddings?" And it's like those are two mm, completely different jobs. Although what's interesting is most DJs are paid so piss poorly that they do have that second job of doing weddings. That's a good point. That's true. <laughs> you know, which is kind yeah. of like you can't get upset when you get asked that after a while. Yeah, I guess it's not the uh, high paying gig everybody thinks it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Shane Gillis, that's this Saturday, right? Saturday, this Saturday. Day before the Super Bowl. Big spot, I think. Big spot? I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's a big, like, everybody's, like, getting ready, you know, Super Bowl. I don't know. Yeah, I feel. Like, I, I also feel like we should, here's, this is a dream. I'm going to put this out there for the, for the universe. I would exactly. love to do this podcast from the Super Bowl. From like the, from like, because for people who don't know, like a lot of the like sports talk shows and shit uh-huh. go to whatever city they're right. doing the Super Bowl in and they'll do their show from like the Super Bowl for like a week. Okay. And that, that seems fun. Like I want to do that once. I mean, we could put a green screen behind us. And, <laughs> we could. And, yeah, I know. I it mean, doesn't matter, does it? Nobody's going to know. Who's going to know? Gonna Unless we're it. interviewing the players or something, or, you know, or yeah. a football hits us in the head. Nobody's going to know we're not there. Uh, that's always been a dream of mine, and I would love to do it, but here's what spoils it. Now, like, even that has been, like, truncated by marketers, meaning 
like it was good to do 10 years ago because people were just there to hang out and, they, and, well, and everything you, gets scooped up by you got to sell it it's got to have a sponsor it's got to have this got to have, that's who's it paying for you to go there who's gonna right you can't you know there's only so many times you could pay for yourself to go to the super bowl and 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 be that you know i don't know where you're thinking where do these people do the these shows do they do it on the grounds of the super bowl or do they do it from their hotel to. or something used to sometimes it's like now it's like okay if they're doing it in the football stadium they'll rent out the convention center or the arena in the city and they'll make that radio row like that'll be the radio row place some places like dan patrick back in the day when direct tv was like huge mm. dan patrick's show after he left espn he went to direct tv and they used to build him like a set and a half like he would have like a whole building to himself yeah but it's nowhere near the super bowl it wasn't well it, but it was close enough that people would come by see i want to be in the press box it's the only reason i mean if i'm not in the press box then what am i doing at the super bowl i guess so but yeah but they can't have How, you too we, close. Where are we gonna be I mean, we might as well just be outside uh, on our front lawn. I mean, how? Who's gonna? Where, where are we? Where are we gonna be? Let's say we're in Vegas to win this. You know, this year, unless we're surrounded by four hundred, five hundred people in a bar. You know, all watching the game. Mm. You know, who's gonna know that we're not at the Super Bowl? Like, why can't we just go to a bar in our neighborhood and then do? Yeah, the same but I don't want to. I don't want to do it on the Super Bowl. I want to do it the week leading up to the Super Bowl. Why? Because that like like people were you know coming by hanging out like you know we don't do guests but it's fun to hey like listen this is what I'm saying it, back in the day it was like oh hey Joe Montana's here let's talk to Joe Montana what was that like and you and you fucking won the whole thing you know it was fun and organic but now the problem is is they're like hey Joe Montana's here with Sprite tell us about what you're up to there Joe yeah. Montana and he's like well Sprite's delicious enter to win you know and now it kind to of to be sucks. fair Sprite is delicious yeah Sprite's pretty good. But I don't understand the, I guess my disconnect is, number one, where is that all happening? Why would someone like Joe Montana be walking through Radio Row in the middle of nowhere, nowhere near the Super Bowl a week earlier? They're paying. That's true. Back in the day, though, it used to be a thing like, hey, he was there. He, you know, he'd get on a bunch of shows, maybe sell his book or whatever he was, you know, whatever he was doing. But now Mm -hmm. they got to the point where it's like. Well, nobody gives a shit about Sprite, but people care about Joe Montana. Let's See, give Joe Montana a hundred grand to walk around the Super Bowl. People will talk to Joe Montana because he's got great stories, and then in the end, they'll be like, "Oh, enter to win Sprite's contest." Here's something we should do: we should do our show live from, and I think this is actually doable sooner than you think. Live from Comic Con. That would be interesting. Set up. We could. I'm sure we can set up a table there. There are artists that just you know set up tables. You ever been to Comic Con? No, I've always wanted it's, to go though. It's basically ninety percent of it is a flea market for comic stuff, right? So that's ninety. That's it's ninety percent of it is tables set up with people selling comics or action figures or collectibles and stuff mm. like that. The other ten percent is hey, meet this person, get an autograph. Hey, you know, talk to this, per- you know, whatever the, those interaction, interactive stuff is. Uh, uh, what's it called? Like museum, like, like stuff that you walk around, you see, you see like movie props and things like that. People in costume. I think it wouldn't be that far fetched for us to go into Manhattan and set up a, a booth and probably literally get a media pass. 
We're yeah, that. that's easy. I've got I've been there <clears throat> two or three times with a media pass, and that's. When is the, it? October. September, October. All right, in the in the live chat right now, would you like to see the show from Comic Con? Comment yeah, we, too. If you're a replay crew, comment. Yeah, I mean we uh, we go there, we set up a thing, people walking around all around us. We do the show live in the middle of the of the whole big thing. Yeah, I'd love to do that. I feel like there's two types of people at Comic Con. There's nerds who really love like the story and the characters. And then I feel like there's sex freaks who just want to dress up in tights and look hot and be like, look how hot I look in tights. I see. Men and women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look at my bulge. I got you. Look at my well, super package. The other, the other people that are, there are other people there. There are oh. people who like to dress up just because they're, they're like. Nerd category. Go ahead. Is that nerd category? Yeah, I would put that in nerd category. I don't know if that's like if no no matter what the costume is and everything i like to put on a hemp belt and go to see dave matthews that's a fucking that's nerd activity right there that isn't you know i like to hacky sack on my way to fucking having a craft beer and the dave matthews show that's a fucking nerd that's not nerd i think you're, you're you're using nerd as a general nerd is anybody who is like super intensely into something like i would call Every, myself so everybody's a, nerd. a nerd. Yeah, of course, yes. All right. Yes. Everybody has their nerdy tendencies into something. There's nothing wrong with it. So nerds geek out on things. If you geek out, you are nerdtastic. Yes. Okay. It's not a 100%. negative thing. It's No. No. Okay. But I've you've been in the room with me when I'm like, listen to this part of the Dave Matthews song when they do this fucking thing. And, and you've been like, the fuck is wrong with you? That's because right. I can't get enough of it. I just, I'm nerding out on it. I'm geeking out all the way. Yeah, so let's see. So you go there. There are people behind the booth that are selling their stuff. Okay. Either it's someone who wrote a comic, and they got stacks of it, and they're selling them, or it's someone who is like a, an old artist that drew a Batman, you know, Batman back in the day, and and is there signing autographs. There's people walking around that are there to buy collectibles. They're looking for this specific. Uh, collect uh, action figure or comic or whatever they are there's people there that are movie buffs like i remember i went when i went there was a huge lord of the rings display they had now when i say life size you'd have to i mean you know the dra- there was a, the, the dragon in lord of the rings mm-hmm. smog this big it's a big deal it was one in one of the the movies they had a huge I would say, you know, you have to suspend disbelief. Life-size dragon set up over the whole thing. And it was like it would blink and it would move its head. And it was pretty cool. And then underneath it was all like props from the movie. And they they had like the, I forget the name of the company that made the props, but they had all their shit there, like all the costumes and the swords and stuff. See, now I think there's two types of people. One who's like, I got to get a picture with this thing. It's so cool. And the other that's like, I want to go down on the dragon. I can see. see how dangerous this could get. I'm sure there's a few of those. Take a guess which which camp Chase Apps is in. Oh boy, does that mean she's into the room? No, 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 she didn't. Oh, I just okay. felt the need to slam her. All right, so what do we? Let's say Mercury <clears throat> said yes, I'd go. TD Freelancer, that'd be cool. Sarah, it'd make me want to go. Now this is interesting. We this is kind of like we could invite people down to this if they wanted to. Like people travel and stay at hotels and shit 
or uh, when you Comic-Con. say we didn't, we could invite people, we'd have to pay for them to get in. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, not not that we'd give away a trip, but I'm just saying, like, if we said we are going to be here, that anybody could come and visit. And, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we, if we're there, we're in the middle of the crowd, and be fa- I would spend a fortune buying all my old toys back. This might be a problem for me too. Yeah, there's Do they a lot have of wrestling that figures there. Oh, absolutely, I have everything there. It's all it's it's a huge flea market of memories is what it is yeah this is old toys old you know things that you remember from this from the 80s and 90s you know that you grew up with 70 whatever decade you grew up in they've got toys there from that decade they've got new stuff old stuff comics um and and then they have like the they have stuff set up where it's like uh at one o'clock in this room will be this panel of people and they'll talk about whatever so it could be famous people. It could be actors from a show that are talking about their show. You know, it could be a, a whole bunch of like voice actors from The Simpsons. You know, people you know sitting on a panel and you ask them questions or they do stuff there. And you know, so there's a lot of stuff going on. Stuff that you have to look it up, but like you'd have to, you could pay to get into Comic Con, then you have to like buy a ticket to the. To the uh, the panels, talk, stuff, the panels yeah. and stuff. Well, it, we get on. We go media pass. We could probably get some people to, yeah. to come by the booth and stuff like that. <laughs> what would probably. we do though? Would we go just one day? We just do a day. I do. I do as much as we can get. I go a couple days. I dress up if I could too. I don't care. That would be hysterical. I would love that. Would we do it? Is it like a week or is it like a weekend? I think it was a weekend when I was last time. It was like a Friday, Saturday. They may do like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday kind of thing. Mm. But it's um, when I went, because you can get different passes for different days. I think I had a Saturday, Sunday pass, and you just go. Just go for two days? You go for whatever, however the pass gets you in. What would, you do? What would we do? Would we do like a, a six-hour show, or do you just do like three 45-minute shows on Saturday and then a couple of, you know, depending on what we could put together? I'd say we go. We'll see. I think we see how long it is. If it's an all day, you know, thing from like eight to eight. I don't know how long it goes. We go. We hang out. We set up the, the table, the booth. Put up signs and stuff. We do a couple, an hour or two. We take a break. Go do stuff. Come back. Do another hour. Or two, you know, do as much that's, as we can. That's kind of it. Like you got to go out and get content. You got to go out and ha- do things yeah. and then bring or it back. We, we could do that. We could do one of us sits at the table. Another of, one of us walks around talking to people. Who's going to tell Janine she can't go? Because, I mean, I don't. We don't have the money to cover a lawsuit right now. Mm. Things are tight. That's true. Things are I tight. Mean, she'd, have to be, she'd have to stay in the booth and not move. A lawsuit or bail. By the, by the one, we're going to have a little trouble covering at this point. So I don't <laughs> know. I don't know if we could have her there. <laughs> I would love a live live from Comic Con, Anthony on air live from Comic Con. I've I've always, I'm sure there are people out there who want to know what Comic Con is all about and what happens there. All right, Sarah just spoke to my soul. Do booth reviews. I would love to just walk from booth go to look booth at this piece of shit and judge them. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. You could. Like, I mean, I'm most a- of it is pretty standard booths. You know, you got a table, a chair, and their merchandise on the table. Yeah. A lot of it, though, you get to one booth and it's like, I, I remember going around and you, it's just covered like there's 
uh, shelves and all these things. It's just covered in like action figures from like the eighties and nineties. You know, it's just, and you're like, holy shit, how does this place not get robbed twenty four seven? Because there's a million people, and mm. it's just surrounded, and there's just everything's out in the open. You could just pick it up and and put. You know, it's all. I don't know how it's not more shit isn't just thrown into people's pockets. Crazy, isn't it? It's a lot of cool stuff. I, I went. I've got a couple times. And it's not bad. It's it's a fun. A fun experience, but you know, you got to be into that, that, that kind of stuff, I guess. Yeah, but the thing, but that's my point about nerd not being a bad thing anymore. Like, who's not into Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, wrestling? Like, that's everybody, it's fucking everybody. It's everybody. Yeah, it, it's not just that. You'll see, you'll probably see like Apple shit there, and you know, it's all tech stuff comes out, and it's all Marvel you... stuff. You know, it's a bunch of sh- it's a lot of stuff that's in the pop culture. What do you think about these new Apple Vision Pro virtual reality things? Have you seen these things? I've seen them. I think they need to streamline them a little better. Yeah, I, th- I think everybody would agree that this is the first time out. It's it's very clunky. It's and be very clunky. And... Do you see the thing I sent you? It's a, the Simpsons predicted it. Yeah, I saw that. That's crazy. Isn't that weird? I mean, not an easy, not a hard one to predict that we'd have goggles on and it's like a virtual reality thing but i saw the video for this thing what is it called the apple vision pro app vision pro okay you walk around and you just you're doing this and you just it's almost like a minority report remember that with tom cruise where he's just moving shit around with his hands and it's kind of weird yeah it's amazing the one i saw i like mk mkbhd and uh yeah the other girl's name i like but they're like putting on like a, a video and they just like put it like so that it looks like a 180 inch screen tv in front of them and they're just like why like you can just literally just like put a window there and you're watching it like it's a huge tv wait a minute when you put a window there like you know how it's like you you're because you're wearing so, goggles like yeah the difference between most vr headsets and apple's is Apple's is more AR than VR, meaning it's augmented reality. So you can incorporate your world and the and the virtual world, right? So they like you open, like you make a hand gesture or like this or whatever, and then all your apps are in front of you. So you can right. like pick something, and then you could just like put it over here. So I right. saw a, a guy. This was an MKBHD. This is a different guy. Guy had his TV screen, huh? and then underneath it, he put a window with like the NBA stats. And then over here, he put like something else. So he had like six screens. So the TV screen was real or was it part of his goggles? Real. So he had his real TV screen and he set up all around the TV, all, around all the, the TV. shit that he wanted yeah. to access. That's and cool. then the, yeah. the, the other guy literally just opened up a window like you would a YouTube video. And he just made it like this big in front of him so that it literally looked like the biggest TV you'd ever seen in front of him. And he's like looking around and he's like looking at the, he's like looking over here. He's got his email up. He's yeah. like checking email and he looks back and there's the game. He's watching the game in 4K. It's in 4K. So now here's my question. All right. So you, you're sitting there with the goggles on. You got your big TV here. You got your email or whatever over here. Now, if you get up and walk 10 feet to the right, is your TV still 10 feet back where you left it or is it come with you? It's still back where you left it. That's weird. It knows where you are, where you've been, and where you want something. So if I set the TV up in my house, and then I go out out of my house, I walk around the block, and mm-hmm. come back, I come in, the TV's still on the wall. It's and it's still there. Real. And can I bring it with me if I want it? 
If you wanted, yeah, you could certainly yeah. move it. Yeah. All right. So we're getting that. We're going to have to get this thing. <laughs> it's got to be a million dollars, though, right? How much does this thing go for? Oh, 3500 for the lowest oh, model. I, I don't know if there's more than one model or a difference in battery life or whatever. 3500 I mean, no. I mean, I appreciate all the tech that goes into it, and it's probably worth that much, but I, there's no way I'm... That's, that's a little ridiculous. They say there's two bands that come with it. There's one that just goes straight behind your head, mm-hmm. and there's another one that goes over the top. So the one that goes behind your head is the one that you see like in all the ads because it looks sleek as fuck. Yeah. But what all the the tech nerds are saying is that it's so heavy in the front, uh, weighs down on your face. Like you need to wear the the awful looking one so that it it's less on your face. Because they say you can't wear it for more than a half hour, forty five minutes. But they boast like a three hour battery life because it's got like a little, it's like a little cell phone that it's wired to. That yeah, is like the battery your belt or something. You put it in your belt or your pocket or whatever, and but you can plug that in. So that that's then the power forever. Like you plug it into the wall, that plugs into the battery, and you could watch it forever. But if you're just like walking around with it, it's 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 got like a finite amount of time on it. But I've seen people. I don't know if you've seen this meme yet. There's a guy in a Tesla Cybertruck that is driving itself, and he's wearing the goggles, and he's going like this. He's doing whatever the hell he's doing while oh, the truck's Lord. driving itself. I still don't. Trust too, that fully, right? I'm sorry. I don't trust the 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 self driving cars at, right now, because did you see there's there's this video of an intersection somewhere in the world? I don't remember where it was, but there were like 20 cars, self driving cars. No one's in them, and they're all just like crashed into each other, kind of, and they're like nobody. They can't move, and they can't get out of where they are. No, I, I don't know that. how that happened, but that's it's a weird. It's some video. I don't know. I don't know how accurate it wasn't from a news. So it was just like scrolling around and, the, and it was someone was like, Oh, you know, look at this. And there was all these self-driving cars in a, in a row. Just Jesus. Like yeah. Just like not being able to move. So take that with a grain of salt. Cause I can't confirm it was a real, real thing. But I've seen people put up videos of like other people and they're just walking around. They're walking around with these things. Just walking around. Yeah. In the, in the ad, I think it's the ad. It's either the ad or just a video about it or whatever, about the uh, goggles. It, there's a guy sitting on the subway, and he's doing this in the air, and he's typing. You know, yeah. He's got the goggles, and he's doing this. He's typing whatever the fuck he's typing. You can't see anything, but he's, you know, and he's just surrounded by people, and he's just doing this. Uh, hey, if it works, as long as they, if they can make it lighter and not so well, bulky and ridiculous, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure that'll five years from now well that's the thing how long how long because because whenever stuff used to come out we'd be like oh my god in 10 years 15 years this is going to be amazing it might be three now you know i mean who knows well i you know i guess the big thing is because you want the goggles to be goggles it can't be any if it's smaller it's not going to be as effective it won't be as three it won't be as all-encompassing as if it's glasses like my glasses it wouldn't be as Right, you know, all involved, but lighter, I guess, would be the the big complaint, right? Everybody thinks it's they're too heavy. Yeah, yeah, because because everything is like super high quality, and there's fans in there to cool it, and all those kind of, so it gets pretty heavy, yeah. you know, on your face, but kind of light when you think about it. And I mean, yeah, considering what all the shit it can do, with all the shit that it can do, yeah, people are like, it's crazy, it's crazy, and and they're like. I mean, I think it's going to kill TVs because you're. Why would you spend? 
all this well, money they, on the TV. Well, look at the Google, what was it? Google Glass or something? That didn't last at all. No, because it's not, it's, it's just, it's going to take a while. It really is going to take a while. But I really do, I really legitimately, not to sound like a, like a crazy person, fear a world where everybody is, it's Ready Player One and everybody's just living. Because I think that they can make that to be so, like, if you think about it, people who get depressed and sad, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of that is the, the mundane of life, like the mundaneness of life. A lot of it is other things too, but I feel like almost everybody can be depressed by routine, you know, like, I mean, when you boil down to it, it's why we watch podcasts. It's why we read books. It's why we watch film, yeah, escapes. TV. They're all escapes, yeah. right? We all love to escape our lives and be in somebody else's story for a little while, and whether that's reading or podcasting or film. If you have the ac if the ability to access that all the time, and it'd be like those old books, remember where you go to page 32 if you want to go right, go to page 47 if you want to go left here. Yeah. Choose your own adventure. I love those choose, books. Imagine <laughs> having choose your own adventure on tap in unbelievable 4K. feels like real life. How can you turn that down? People are going to, you know... It's gonna be. It's gonna come out like that. But I feel like the direction this thing is going is that you. It's a combination of both. So you, when you're saying Ready Player One, that person was sitting in a chair, not moving and doing everything in his in the goggles. Right. This seems like it's augmented, meaning you go out in your in your do your in your life in your world and correct everything's kind of coming with you. And I think it stays both for a while until you find that one killer app or whatever that builds that world that people same way we all rush to facebook right to connect mm -hmm. whoever's going to build the virtual reality facebook which probably will be facebook um and that you're literally virtually walking around to places and you're able to fix that nose of yours and you know take a couple of shave a couple of pounds off your jowls and put a couple extra muscles on there walk around that virtual reality world who's not going to want to take that shortcut you know, who's not going to want to shrink their ears down a little bit? Some of these are getting personal for me. But point is, <laughs> you know, take, take some hair off the arms, whatever it is. Uh, who's not going to want, who, that's too tempting. tempting. Yeah, it's it's going to it's gonna be weird. The, uh, you're going to have to incorporate it into a generation that's, that's going to be only familiar with that. Because if you do it now, we're not going to be... We're not going to change our lives to do that. Do you know no. what I mean? I yeah. don't think we're going to abandon everything we do in order we're to just sit it. in a chair. Yeah. Right. Agree. The next generation, probably not, because they're already... It's. I don't think... Maybe the generation after, that's going to be... That isn't around yet. TD Freelancer, how would Apple Vision VR sex work? That's what everybody is wondering. Cause <laughs> that's what we're, I think that's the goal. <laughs> whatever the technology is phone internet like you painting on the cave walls you name it three seconds after we're like how can we how can, how can we, we incorporate some kind of pornography into this <laughs> guys anybody yeah whatever it is doesn't matter there's there's never a new invention where people don't go uh like oh, anderson in the back yeah uh how do we use this for sex <laughs> <laughs> that's because 
that's where it's going. The first person who figured out, I could look, I could use these things and we could make colors on the cave wall. And somebody's like, that's amazing. Draw a dick. <laughs> draw a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you draw oh, a yeah. dick. Okay. <laughs> All right. That lasted three seconds. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So porn made the internet what it is today. It's true. It's, I mean, it's the truth. You know, think about all the commercials. Get on, get online at AOL. You could, you could read the the dictionary and the encyclopedia. It's all in one place, and people are like, <laughs> "That's really interesting." Did you know there's nude pictures on there? We we got to get this shit right now. I mean, holy! <laughs> no, I I read the internet for the articles. <laughs> yeah. There's endless knowledge. What'd you do on the internet yesterday? Oh, I looked at a girl naked. Yeah, it took 45 <laughs> minutes, to, but you know. I was stuck with it. I stuck with it. I should have saw our nipples for sure. Nice. I don't even think. What do we? We only got through two categories so far. Yeah, we're gonna zip through these other ones though. All right, King Charles. Vision Pro is a fun little bonus topic. Hold on, we have to go back one second. Yeah. Um, because we've had some wonderful topics here. In the chat, Miss Justice. I'd like to go to Crime Con. Aaron C. We had tickets for CrimeCon. We did. Then came the pandemic. Right. We were going to go, Aaron and I. Uh, I was down in Florida. It was being held in Florida, I believe. Either either Florida or they moved it to Louisiana. I can't remember. I think it was Florida. And then, yeah, they had to cancel it because of COVID. Yeah. So we were See, gonna go. that might be interested to go to CrimeCon because people, the crime people are crazy. They love that shit. Yeah, but I don't think this is the podcast for that. I'd love to get in there and go like this. There he is. That's the guy. Just yell that out every 20 he'd minutes. Be, he'd be pounced on and, and kicked out. <laughs> it's one of the, I think, I've never been there yet, but I, from what I understand, it's a very, it's a more serious event mm. than than would be, than we might be comfortable with. So you mean like somebody doesn't get killed in the first five minutes, then you got to spend the whole weekend gathering clues? It's, not, that'd be a, a fun it's game? not a murder mystery place. No, yeah, it's true crime. Missed opportunity. Yeah. King Charles has cancer, Frankie C. He does. Just prostate, 15 minutes. 15, was it? I think it's prostate. Not a good one. No. The prostate's tough. Yeah. 15 months after getting the crown, it's got the cancer. Yeah, not great. Got the big casino, Tony. Remember that's how Uncle Junior told Tony. Yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that he was, wasn't it? He was in the hospital for a while, and he was getting his pancreas checked. Then he comes out and says, "Yeah, a little, little cancer going on." Mm-hmm. Um, it was a week after he was uh, discharged from the hospital following treatment for an enlarged prostate. Uh, Prince Harry is going to be traveling to the UK, which is good because they haven't gotten along so well. And uh, Harry and William are supposedly still not speaking, but the people are surmising that this is going to get them back together. Okay. So I mean, he. I mean, I don't. I mean, again, I don't know the. I don't know what the insurance plan is over there with the royal family. I would assume it's very good. Probably. Um, but prostate cancer is a tough one. It's a motherfucker. And I hope they caught it early. Hopefully. Could you imagine if know. his mother was queen for like? 97 years and then he gets fucking 20 months before right. he's that would be something else that'd be that'd be fucked up hopefully yeah hopefully they got it early i i don't know what the what the 
they don't say what this you know adva how advanced it is right they don't say how advanced it is but they do sources are saying he's blaming it on black people he's, he's like i think uh, one of the one of the black people gave it to me dude see <laughs> yeah, take it just a step too far was that too far because yeah maybe you'll host that in it live one day <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure though he was one of those people that are like how dark is that that half black kid you're having gonna be i'm not sure but i think he was he could have been um we've got aaron here with us what up aaron hey, hey. sorry i have a theory about yeah. this it's um you know it might not happen but it's kind of an open secret that prince charles king charles you know he inherited it at what 72 76 i don't know how old he is but he doesn't want to see this to the end the way his mother did um he really wants to pass it on to william but queen elizabeth did say the reason she held on to it is because that's what we do that's what the monarchy is you don't pass it off when you get old you hold on to it for as long as you know your faculties exist but my prediction is that he is going to you know you notice that it's like you no know, i mean you know, of course everybody just deserves medical privacy but i wonder if he's going to take this cancer diagnosis and be like william here are the reins mm. Like he'll use it as the excuse to be like, I can't to stay I just, down. I just don't think that he wants, I think that he enjoyed the, you know, when you're in your seventies, it's like, I don't want this job. I wanted it when I was 40. I wanted it when I was 50. Hell, I wanted it when I was 60. But now all the parties are fun, but I don't want to do this. Yeah. Right. Being the prince is way better than being the king. Same for princess and queen. Who wants the big job? You want to be the, you're there because you get all the spoils. You don't have to do any of the work. How many days do you think, he, I mean, as king, how many days you got to work? I mean, and what is your work? Is it, you, what, what are you doing? What's the Told daily? That'd be, I, that'd be a, a, I'm sure there's documentaries about it, but what is the, what is the daily routine? Or what's a day in the life like for the king? Uh, I would love to know that. It's a lot of ceremonious bullshit. Every day though. I'm sure there's stuff, you know, once a week maybe or here and there. Yeah. But. I mean, I'm sure there is a week where he's doing nothing and just sitting behind a desk and or just walking around the palace or something. I mean, Erin's more intelligent. I should probably let her answer. But um, I think it's like a lot like being president, too. Like, yeah, it's policy and all that kind of stuff. But even the president of the United States has to make a lot of bullshit like, oh, the pilot unions here great how's it going guys what could i do like you know yeah, he's got a president really <laughs> he's got the president, I, I think the president has i don't know I, I i'm not sure but i think the president has more pull than it, oh, oh, more power yeah but he's still power. it's still like hey the farmers association of america is here do you want to talk to him like oh great i can't wait to hear about milk and fucking cows and how you know <laughs> and we got to fix that fucking problem like it's it's I'm never sure they're ending. not surprising him. It's like, oh, hey, you know, the, I'm sure there's a schedule and, you know, you're meeting this group of people today at two o'clock or you're meeting that. I'm sure it's not, hey, look who just showed up at our front door. You want to say hi to them? It's I can't imagine it's that. Mm. I'm sure there's a schedule like you're meeting a group of people at this time. And then after that, it's four hours of playtime. <laughs> Do whatever you want. Yeah, probably. I could be wrong. Um he could recover from God, God help him. Please let him recover from this. I don't want any ill to fall on him, but, and he could ride out this title holding the scepter until the last day. But 
I just have this weird feeling that, you know, everyone would rally behind the young King William, you know, it would be like this amazing uptick in interest if he became the king of this age. And I, I'm just seeing this, this play out. But again, um, totally welcome people saying that's not going to happen. I get that. And I'll come back later when you need me, but I had to put that in there. Preach. Love it. Yeah, it's a good theory. You never know. Maybe King maybe King Charles wants to step down, just pass the reins over. That's a possibility. But uh I could see that. I mean, it's I think it's one of those things where like you wait all your life and then when you actually get it, you're like, mm, this kind of sucks. <laughs> no, I remember, remember when I was doing not a lot. Yeah, yeah. that was better. When I was showing up at the opening of car dealerships and everybody was just happy to see me. <laughs> and I was worried about problems or people's bullshit. Right. No. <laughs> Well, we'll see. Hopefully, it's not that bad of a diagnosis, and hopefully, uh, he recovers pretty quickly. Is it weird to say this? I feel like you're going to get mad at me. I don't wish ill on anybody, but yeah, I, I'm a, you know, again, I don't wish ill. I'm just okay. If he doesn't stick around, it's fine. Okay, I'm not going to be like, damn, we really missed out on what probably could have been the most prosperous time in human history. I don't think King Charles is I think just capable of such. Yeah, maybe. He's also he's also protecting that pedo brother of his. Yeah, piece that's, of not, shit. that's not good. That, that we could do without. We did a lot on the Grammys of, on the page, on the podcast page yesterday. It was just kind of one of those things where I always like to do that, but I never really promote it or plan it. It was just kind of like, yeah, you just, whatever. I was like, oh, this is, I have a funny thing for this. And I have a funny, then, then to be able to sit there and make fun of it the whole night was kind of fun and talk about it in general. Right. But, um, are you skipping James Gandolfini? Is that you? I'll come back to James Gandolfini. Yeah. All right. Um, what was I going to say now? The Grammys, you're sitting there, you come up with a funny thing, you make fun of it and this and that. Fuck. Do James Gandolfini. We'll get through that quick. All right. Do James Gandolfini. I didn't read this, so I don't really know what to expect. But um, one of the behind the scenes guys writes a book. He was on. It's called On Locations. Lessons learned from my life on the set with the Sopranos and in the film industry. It's written by. That is a title and a half. Yeah. Mark Kamine, who was a location scout on the HBO show. And is also a producer on White Lotus. The executive producer on the White Lotus. All righty. So that's the big that's the big cheese in charge. So I know, you know, why why is the title James Gandolfini? Because the headlines from this said book, which is I believe not out yet is all about um, James Gandolfini's personal demons led to onset chaos during the final seasons of The Sopranos. That's the headline. I'll leave the guy alone. I'm with you, man. I don't like this one bit, but... Oh, I was going to say, I don't like it when, like, behind-the-scenes guys break ranks and talk shit, you know? Because yeah. it's like, keep that we shit... heard from the cast. The cast loved him. They loved him. You know, he didn't... Did he do anything fucked up? Did he hurt anybody? Probably not. Probably not. Other than that, the guy held out. The guy held up the show to get a raise, and then once he got the raise, he whacked up the raise amongst all the other cast. He gave it to the he gave it to the other cast members. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, 
buy the book, buy his his book. Don't buy his book, but the book you should buy is Oval. That's a good point. I would buy Oval. <laughs> I think you're going to get more out of Oval than anything else. Agreed. Um, thank you, Mar- Robin. Put the put the link in the script in the uh, in the chat for Oval. Aaron's book Oval for sale on Amazon. Nice. Click that link. Nice job, Robin. Um, he says while filming the Pile My episode on location at Monmouth Park in New Jersey. The cast and crew stayed at the at a hotel near the horse track. Um, Kameen says, I'm at the hotel bar when the crew member closest to Jim asks if I want to go down to Atlantic City with Jim and a few others. It's over an hour away. I decline. The next morning, I'm not surprised when Jim cannot be roused. All right. What's the big deal? The guy goes down to Atlantic City, pulls off some fucking steam. Yeah, and he slept in. Big deal. Gandolfini eventually showed up four hours late and worse for wear, cursing his way through his half-learned lines, doing take after take, drinking coffees and bottles of water, alternatively sheepish and churlish, the yep. way he was, the way he always is when he's fucked up or when he fucks up. Uh, Gandolfini became increasingly unreliable. HBO reportedly added a clause making him responsible for shoot day costs if he misses work due to excessive and excessive consumption, according to the book. That guy had a problem, drinking problem, I guess. According to Kameen, who later became the executive producer on White Lotus, Gandolfini's problems were fueled, at least in part, by his discomfort with fame. Hmm. Uh, he writes of another day when the crew was told that Gandolfini wouldn't be coming in at all, prompting co-star Edie Falco, who played Carmela Soprano, to say, with more than a little disgust, are you kidding me? I mean, I get that. That shit happens. Yep. The author said he didn't blame Falco for her frustration as the actress known for showing up early, always fully prepared, always amazing, and instantly in character. She was nothing but an admirable onset presence throughout the entire run of the show. Um... But Falco's professionalism seemed to daunt Gandolfini. Jim seems in awe of it and frustrated by her ready access to convincing emotion, Kameen writes. He often gets to set, not quite in character, cursing himself mid-scene, calling on the script supervisor to feed him lines. But everyone was willing to put up with the chaos because Gandolfini, more than anyone other than David Chase... Uh, who is the show's creator, makes the show what it is. His expressive features and rich readings and menacing, uh, restraining gestures delivering great and consistent impacts. Sometimes Gandolfini behavior could be heartbreaking. Kameen recalls the actor being at the residence, uh, being at the residence the show used for Tony's house and the homeowner striking up a conversation. This is five seasons in. Jim has been to the house dozens of times and had many conversations with the man standing in front of him. Jim interrupts him to say with more than a little regret, I'm really sorry, but my memory is kind of shot and I don't remember who are you. Hmm. Ouch. Yeah. The owner was hurt and Kameen was shocked, writing, to have no clue who the owner of the Sopranos house is gave me a glimpse into the extent of his personal struggles. Kameen would make it clear that Gandolfini was beloved on set despite frustrations he could cause. Every Friday night, the actor would have copious amounts of sushi delivered to the set for the entire crew to enjoy. At the end of every season, he would give everyone a significant gift, including gift certificates worth hundreds of dollars. In the final season, he handed out watches engraved with the message, The Sopranos, 1997 to 2007. Rest in peace. Thank you, JG. That's awesome. Mm. Uh, 
you know, look, who's not, who doesn't have their bullshit at, at work? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He had his, he had his, his, his stuff going on. I don't know what the, you know, this guy has got some guts writing yeah, about. He, like, let's <laughs> say, for instance, Frank, you and I worked with somebody who didn't really show up, then showed up, cursed a lot, was apparently drunk most of the time. Mm-hmm. We, we wouldn't go talking about that, would we? No, this is a cash grab for. Yeah. You know, no. <laughs> stole salads. <laughs> <laughs> you know. She gifted salads, too. You forget, just because she stole them. Gift certificates for salads. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got some ball. Like, so the guy, I mean, listen, here's the other thing. Here's the other part of it. This is what drives me crazy. This is what I hate when people are like, Oprah's a bitch, you know, or like, you know, um, Ellen's a bitch. It's like, uh, you know, they're carrying the whole fucking thing. Okay. He, mm. Some people don't handle that as well as other people do. Yeah, as know? long as they're not abusive to anybody. And I mean, obviously, this seems like maybe the the stuff with James Gandolfini was self, um, you know, was hurting himself, right? You know, that's that's not good. But uh, well, he's not abusing anybody or hurting anybody. Yeah, else, it's like, but people forget, like he was in. You look at every actor on that show. Yeah, there were episodes where some of those actors you just never see them. He's yeah. in every fucking scene for the most part yeah like with the exception of very few you know mm-hmm. so it's like the guy has a right to be like jesus christ you know and it always wore on him too because if you read interviews with gandolfini he's always like like am i am i hitting a woman today am i murdering somebody like mm-hmm. you know he had to really kind of go through those things to get to where he had to get can't be a fucking fun thing to do no like okay it's acting and everything but you look at those scenes where um the one with uh who's the super hot girl gloria trillo i forget her real name annabella Sciori. Oh, okay he like tosses her around a little you know what i'm saying like I, I listen i know she's landing on like a cushion and that, but it still has to be He's got to convince everybody that he's full of rage and fucked up. Yeah, he's got to grab her and like, I mean, even if it was a stunt double, it's still a person that you're just grabbing and just fucking hauling down to the floor. I would imagine that has its effect on you over the course of the day. Probably. Did you know that there's a, uh, just a weird side note here. I was flipping around on the, on my uh, TV and all the apps and stuff, and there's for some reason there's a an hour and a half long blooper show or behind the scenes blooper show of The Sopranos. Uh, it's available. I forget what the the app is. It's like Freevee or one of these apps that okay. one of these other apps that you don't you know think to access. And it's like an hour and a half of just behind the scenes shots. Of the Sopranos, I was gonna. I wanted to text you about it, but uh, I'll look for it. I forget the name of it, but it's like we watched. I watched like a good twenty minutes of it, and I was like, "All right, that's pretty funny." So there's some funny stuff. Hmm, I like to see that. Yeah, it's like all like it's behind the scenes shots, and then it's them goofing around and stuff. It's pretty cool. 
Yeah, I've seen him on like I've seen like long behind the scenes stuff from him mm-hmm. or of the show, and I've seen him like punch a punch a car door and shit like that. Like he would get mad at himself and shit yeah. like that. But that's like fucking that's what you do, you know. I Again, yeah. as long as you're not punching like an AD, you know. Right. Yeah. As long as you're not punching the craft service guy, you right. know. Yeah. At the Grammys. So anyway, but I just I hate that, and I don't like this either. When people are like, "Oh, the guy's a dick," or even Fallon, we're like, "Fallon's a dick." It's like uh, all the part. Like I'm sorry, he doesn't have time to coddle and suck everybody's dick. Like he's trying to host the fucking show, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's hosting it, but (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, it's not easy work to do. You know, I mean, like then people are like, he walks past you in the hallway and doesn't even look at you. Like, well, I'm sure it's not. on his way to a fucking meeting that's pretty important you know yeah it's not everybody's going to be 100 percent every time you know you're going to pass someone in the hall they might not make eye contact or they might you know give you a, a stupid you know say something you know yeah who the hell knows but yeah you gotta can you know i guess you and take in all your interactions with them you know maybe, maybe they had a lot going on that day and they you know didn't think to say hi or whatever yeah, we had at the old station, we had one of the beer guys uh, who was so great. I used to have him on the morning show all the time because I loved his beer. He shits on Paul McCarty one morning. Now, little oh, does boy. he know, like behind the scenes, we're working on getting McCarty on the air. Like, oh. so we've been like working all these things. He's like, you know, he's a real jerk is Paul McCarty. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, boy. But, you know, I would still fight him to this day on it, even though I love him. Dan, what's up? Um you know, he's like, oh, I knew this guy, and he ran into Paul McCartney. He was such a dick to him, and it's like, Paul McCartney's not there to be Paul McCartney all the time to everybody who he comes across. He would right. never sleep. Yeah, you know, like sometimes Paul McCartney just wants to go swimming in the ocean. Sometimes yeah. he just wants to go get a fucking sandwich. You know, right. like he doesn't want to have to deal with everybody's bullshit. You know, yeah. doesn't mean he's not grateful. Yeah, I mean he's he can't be on twenty four seven. It's impossible. No. It, that, that documentary on 9-11, remember when he did the 9-11 show? Uh, the concert for oh, New York City? Yeah. Uh-huh. He was like one of the organizers behind that. He, they they tell him to go out. Do you remember this? There was a little documentary on how he did it, like the no, making of that. They go, go walk around the, the producers of the, the documentary. They're like, walk around the block. He's like, this isn't a good idea. And they're like, no, you know, Dude, we just want to get some footage of you like on the street like you know you got the you like you're determined you know and he's like we can't do he's like all right you'll see and he gets like 15 feet and he's just getting mobbed and he's like we got it he's like we got to get it. like he can't you he it just it can't be done yeah he means guys, too much to too many people yeah he's just a, a friggin icon walking he, he can't go especially in new york or a big populated place yeah. he's gonna get mobbed every time yeah no it's insane uh grammys last night i gotta tell you i thought trevor noah outside of one really bad joke in the beginning about rain it was his first joke sucked (laughs) after that i thought he was hysterical that's good i i didn't see him i didn't the only thing i saw with him was when he uh, was talking about meryl streep and she happened to walk into the scene yeah wasn't that great that was funny that was cool and he's given Mark Ronson shit because that's his mother-in-law. And I yeah. loved it. So Joe Coy hosts the Golden Globes and everybody's like, he's mean. We don't like the roasting, you know? 
And mm. then Trevor Noah comes on and he doesn't like slam anybody. He kind of is like nice about all his jokes. And they're like, it's too nice. It's terrible. Right. Like, it's like, what the fuck? Uh, you know, what do you what want? Do you, what do you want? He Taylor's he's doing his monologue, which was a really interesting choice because I don't know if you've seen clips. He wasn't on the stage. In fact, the cameraman had his back to the stage and he was on the floor about three or four rows back doing his monologue from where the all audience. the musicians sit. It was a weird, it was kind of, but it was fine. It's an interesting tip. Like somebody had to have the balls to be like, I think we should do this. And they did it. Great. Yeah. So he's doing his monologue and behind him, just like you just said about, uh, what's her name? Mel Street. Mel Street, thank you. Taylor Swift comes walking in and he goes, Taylor Swift, like Taylor Swift's walking in right now. This is amazing. <clears throat> and it was probably planned, but he goes, you could actually see her lifting up the economy of all the tables around her that she's walking past. Hilarious. Then he tags it with Lionel Richie is now Lionel Wealthy because Taylor just walked by. Like, that's fucking <laughs> fun. I don't know who wrote that, but that's fucking funny. That is funny. To call Lionel Richie Lionel Wealthy. That's funny. I like that's it. That's fucking great. He's got, he, I always liked it. I, when he hosted The Daily Show, he was good. I, I thought oh, he was good. On you the never, Daily Show. No, you're, you're a lunatic. Terrible. Terrible. The worst thing that happened to him was the pandemic. He couldn't, I don't, I don't he stunk without an audience. Hmm. He was bad. And same with Colbert. Colbert was just bad without an audience. It's just bad. Some guys you know who was great with an, without an audience was uh, John Oliver. Yeah. He didn't miss a beat. No. Yeah, no, you're right. I don't know. I don't know what the difference is between those three guys we just named, but you could yeah. feel it when you're he watching just, them plows through the jokes and he gets them and he and he, he hits them every time but yeah. uh i i like trevor noah and what's his name's coming back to the daily show john stewart. stewart he's gonna do one night a week which he's gonna be though he's gonna come back full time because he lost his apple gig and he's gonna be like i do like doing this yeah what's the big deal um but the grammys i mean you could go on our facebook and whatever a- yeah, there's a lot that happened, a lot of big stuff. I didn't realize it was what Miley Cyrus's first Grammy. I didn't realize that either. Yeah, that was insane. That she's this is the first Grammy she's ever won. How was that? Was that possible? Big and a big yeah, because she was she was the Taylor Swift of her era for a while <laughs> right? there. I thought she yeah. Who the hell knew that? I didn't know that. I thought. One of the, the performances of the night was Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs. I thought that was, I watched that like five times today, singing uh, Fast Car. I didn't realize Luke Combs was that fat. He's a big dude. He is a big guy. I didn't. Re- Luke Combs seems to, I think, I in my mind, I just picture the skinny guy with the shirt that doesn't go far enough past his jeans, the top of his jeans, mm. and, a, and a hat. Like you one picture... Of those- like uh who's that guy that does american idol or something blake Friends. shelton every time he looks like, like yeah like blake shelton yeah <laughs> okay. that's what i pictured so when he comes out looking like me i'm like oh look at this guy i like this guy <laughs> Just jelly roll a big dude jelly roll is a big dude jelly roll is a big dude with a name um, like jelly roll i agree now dua lipa opened the show mm-hmm. and we have a funny tiktok about that about my reaction to Dua Lipa, which I love. Check that out. I like putting that together. That was fun. Because she, she's another one who's like, let's just get a big metal frame. Ooh, sorry. 
and then give me 54 male dancers without shirts on and i'll just climb around the metal frame like spider-man while these guys twirl the metal they're like oh you just they'll hold the frame no they're gonna put it on its corner and fucking spin it like a dreidel like just some weird stuff yeah it's gonna be great there's something different yeah so that was good that was pretty entertaining um and then tracy chapman and luke holmes was like the first like not opening of the show performance and they were great that was amazing Uh, tracy chapman killed it and And even credit credit to the producers or director of the grammys they start tight on the guitar so you don't even know it's her really right until they start to pan out and you see a hand and you're like oh you know that looks like a, a black woman's hand like and then she starts singing and you're like holy shit it's tracy chapman yeah it was awesome and she she sounded great playing the guitar yeah. singing she was great and that's a nice way to pay somebody back too because that luke combs made her a boatload of money off that song oh yeah because she gets paid on that he don't i'm sure he gets something no not really no for he, his version his version no he doesn't that's her song she gets paid it is her song but if you cover it well i mean he's selling albums and stuff too right but that but everything from that's going back to her um i thought christina aguilera was very ozempic-y oh yeah yeah like huge cans i don't remember her boobs ever being that big (laughs) and just no because she got chunky for a little while which i actually liked i thought she looked better a little weight on her a little mom weight you know Mm -hmm. but now she's very thin again and just really disproportionately large boobs did you ever see her with no makeup maybe she looks like a completely different person you wouldn't even recognize her yeah it's so weird it's see every time you see her on tv whatever she's got red like you know fire red lipstick and the makeup and she's you know but you take off all the makeup i'm telling you she looks completely different it's ridiculous i feel like she's that Seinfeld character that looks different in different lighting. Two-Face. Two-Face. She's always different looking, yeah. Oh, she's a Two-Face. <laughs> but, yeah, check her. Do a, do a Google of uh, Christina Aguilera, no makeup. She looks like a different person. It's weird. Yeah. People coming in saying it was a great show. I, I thought it was a good show. I was happy to... Metallica won a Grammy last night. Did they? Yeah, best metal performance. Live, I don't know if it was live. I can't remember the exact name, but um best metal performance i think for 72 seasons and robert trujillo the bass player came up and accepted the award nice was that on tv though yeah i think it was i don't think it was i think it was before the show well there's clips of it so i don't know if it it made it to air or they do they have clips of stuff that wasn't on tv a couple they would show the people backstage with the grammys during the show they i should they showed his uh his speech he gave a speech yeah, they all do. They do that oh, shit right. before the show, though. Yeah. Oh, all right. So well, here's a thought that I had. Hmm. And I don't have this all flushed out in my head yet, but I'm going to say it anyway. Go for it. Jay-Z goes up there because he gets mm-hmm. like the Dr. Dre, I think it's the Lifetime Achievement Award, right? Okay. And he brings up the fact that Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff won the first rap Grammy. Mm-hmm. And they don't go to the Grammys and protest because they're like, you know, you know, th- this is prejudiced against, you know, black people, African culture, rap, you know, all that stuff, right? So like, I'm not going to the Grammys, fuck it. <clears throat> so they win the first Grammy, they don't go. Fast forward to now, 
when most of the show is pop, most of it's pop, but they had, you know, like hip hop, all the performers were like hip hop artists and everything like that. Now the rock categories are before the show <laughs> and they don't make it to TV. So it just kind of shows you this like evolution of, and I'm not, this is not to marginalize minorities or black people saying that they didn't struggle. That's not what this is. They did, but it's just funny how the market picks what it is like. Yeah. They highlight whatever's popular. It's, it's yeah. Fun. Like uh, Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff were before their time and they should have handled it the way they handled it. Like they have no issues there, but it's so funny to see how that has just risen in popularity and rock has fallen. And now they're like, we'll put the rock, the rock things before the yeah. fucking show. We'll like, do rock next week or something. I don't know. Like there was a time when rock album was probably in the nineties, right? Where rock album was probably second or third yeah. to last award given out. Probably. You know? Yeah. Well, it was like Nirvana and Stone Temple yeah. Pilots and all these fucking things. And-, and now they gave it to boy genius. Who's a, a group of three uh, women. Um, I forget who they are. I, I had one of them on the show, the old show. And um, it's, the, it's a folk album. Like it's a folk album. It's not a rock album. Well, look at the the joke that Mercury made in the, in the chat. I said uh, Metallica won, and she goes, "Jethro Tull wasn't nominated <laughs> because Jethro Tull back in the '90s beat out Metallica for best metal album." Mm, that's crazy. It's like what the fuck? Everybody was blown away by that. Like, what? I don't understand, but okay. But this like folk rock thing is out of hand because it's like give them the folk album. Like there's there is a folk whole folk category, right? Keep that for folk. There's all all these bands putting out rock albums, Metallica, like you said, you know, all these things, and like, you know, just people don't music consider for all these different categories. People don't consider people don't consider Dave Matthews to be rock, you know. I do not, and it's like that he's more rock than what one best rock album for this this year, you know. What's so best rock album. The boy you think Dave record. Matthews. You think Dave Matthews is rock? Oh yeah, yeah. I think he's closer to ja- like a. He's got like a jazz feel or like a. Very much so. I wouldn't say rock. Well, and he's got he. Well, he had a fiddle player, you know. So it's kind of like where do you put him? He's got a sax player. He's got a fiddle player. He kind of fits into country. Kind of fits into jazz. He kind of fits in all these things. But I say he's rock because you have the three elements of a rock band. You have the drummer, the bass player, the and the guitar. Bass player in every band. There is, but when those are the three, when that's the driving force, you know, like you can't argue with that. Like, would you Ten. consider Billy Joel rock? People call yes. him pop. People go, "That that ain't a rock guy." I'm like, "That's a rock band. He's in a rock band." Yeah, um... that band is driven by. Drums, piano, piano instead of guitar, and you know, but still, piano guitar interchangeable. Yeah, I guess, but I don't know. I, I, I feel like Dave Matthews has got a, like there's a weird, there's a category indie rock, TD freelancer stuff. There's a there's a different category for Dave for that kind of music. Yeah, I, alternative you know, rock people alternative. say even alternative rock has changed because alternative rock was Nirvana, Pearl Jam, at the time. And then it was, you could argue, Dave Matthews and Fish. Yeah. And, and now it's, I mean, now I don't even know what the fuck it is anymore. It's... 
I feel like that kind of stuff changes as as that as the music becomes more popular. It's not alternative anymore. Robin about Billy Joel. You may be wrong, but you may be right, Anthony. He's good. Oh, you may be crazy. He's good. Um, I risk my life putting this out there that was SZA showing us a little baby bump because she had her pants pulled down a little okay. and her shirt up. She's not. What do, you mean you, what do you mean you risk your life? When you like, when you say, is oh, that a you baby bump? Oh, and she's not. I mean, we risked cancellation last night. I was no, throwing no, no, no. caution whoa, to whoa. the wind. First of all, I did. You risked. <laughs> I guess I, I didn't post that. Yeah, Jzabs didn't post that. Good point. It just looked like here's the picture. I mean, it looks like it. It looks like she's got a little baby bump going on there. Just mm, the way the pants is pulled down in the front. Yeah, I thought, but you you don't you don't do that. How do you you know? Yeah, I'm gonna have to take that down after the show. Yeah, take that. Yeah, it's still up. Oh, you dick. Because nobody has jumped on it. Nobody at all. Um, Billie Eilish, Eilish performed and she wore the scarf, which I thought one of the funnier lines was she looked like uh, Louise from Thelma and Louise. Right. That was good. Uh, Miley Cyrus with her Aquanet hair. I thought that was a good line. Yeah. Her boyfriend had the same kind of hair. Yes. I can't. That hair is on some guy in a movie. I can't. I thought it was first Liar Liar, the guy who Jennifer Tilly cheats on her husband with. He's got with. like the spike. Yeah, it wasn't him. So I was like, oh, that's not it. There's some movie. Oh, wait, maybe it's Superman 4. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Oh, the, the Bizarro Superman? The electricity guy. Yeah. I don't know. It might be Bizarro Superman 4. That's funny. Aaron pointed out to me yesterday that when I showed her Robert Trujillo taking the. Uh, accepting the award and giving a speech he did look like beast from beauty and the beast he has the long hair and he's got the blue jacket with like the he's dressed kind of like the beast oh, from oh was beast. he really yeah can That's i show funny. a picture of him or no yeah you could put it up on the thing yeah, I'll, I'll find him quick um annie lennox did a tribute to Sinead o'connor i said she walked on broken glass to get to the stage i thought that was good I don't particularly love Annie Lennox, although I know how fucking talented she is. Oh, sure. She's like such a huge talent, yet it's like if somebody's like, Ann, I got front row tickets to Annie Lennox tomorrow night. Do you want to go? I'd be like, no, I don't think I do. Okay, so here's. And that's tragic, like, if you ask me. This is on the site Loudwire. I don't know who credit who for this image. The who put it up? I don't know who to credit. It's probably la it's on Loudwire's site. It looks like. Yep, he looks like the beast. Right. Yeah, good call. The blue suit and the. Gold I feel like trim. I feel like that lapel is a little bit of a lightning, where he said, "I want to look like the beast, but make it a little rock and roll." And so some designer was like, "I guess we'll put a lightning bolt on it." Hey, wait, I got just the thing. <laughs> um. I was upset about Joni Mitchell because I'm like, why are they just wheeling this poor old lady out there? But I thought she did a really nice job singing from I the chair. To I have to hear it. I didn't I didn't watch that one. Yeah, she sounded pretty good. And then they brought out, I think, who's the new president of the Academy, and he's like, hey, people get shot and die at concerts. I thought it was so like... Dude. Yeah. He was just like, let's not forget all the people that died at concerts. It's like, I don't think you need to do that. I don't know yeah, if anybody wants to be reminded... Yeah, nobody forgets that. Yeah. Let's like have a nice little time here, you know, not 
not worry about that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, best new artist I thought should have went to Ice Spice or Jelly Roll. I'm a big fan of Jelly Roll. Jelly Roll is really good. And I thought he should have won it. Most of the feedback that came from the podcast audience was like, Jelly Roll is too big. And I think that might have cost him because I think sometimes... Well, what does that he, mean? If he's the new, if he's new and he's the and he's a big art, you know, that that's that's what makes you the best new artist, right? I would agree. But I think what happens in that situation is sometimes people get so popular so fast and they kind of become householdy names that people forget you're new. And well, forget or not, the Grammys shouldn't forget. Well, but it's people, it's all those people voting, you know? Yeah. So, and then finally, I thought Billy Joel fucking slayed it at the end. It's Billy Joel, baby. He was so good. Um, that new song that? of his, have you heard it? I haven't. Heard, I heard a, a snippet of it. I haven't heard the whole thing. It's good. I hate to say this. I like it more than the new Beatles track. Really? And I like that track a lot. Yeah. Now, I have to. I remember a while ago, he said he wasn't writing any more music because he, he didn't have anything left to, to say. Right. And then, the last boom. 25 years, he's been yeah. saying, I'm not writing any more music. Don't come, don't come here looking for it. Yeah, and here it is. Now, does he have an album coming out, or is it just this song? No, it's a greatest hits, from what I understand. Another great, like, we need a great, we're in the Spotify we got, era. I don't we know. know all the greatest hits. We got them. Yeah, I could be wrong about that. And if I'm wrong, somebody will correct me in the chat. But what aggravated me, and they showed this on the Grammys, some young guy is was just, like, from Long Island, which pisses me off, because this could have been, this should have been you, Frank. If I could be totally honest, this should have been you. What? This young guy is like, he woke up one day and he told his wife, he's like, I got to write a song with Billy Joel. Now that would get you committed normally. Right. And the wife goes, okay, and starts working connect, because it's Long Island. This is not that far-fetched. Everybody on Long Island knows somebody who knows somebody who interacts with Billy Joel. You know the six degrees of Kevin Bacon? It's like it's three degrees three. of yeah. Billy Joel here on Long Island. Like, it's just... Yeah. And this guy, like some... Found, wife found the doctor of the guy and then the doctor introduced them and he said like I'd like to take you out for lunch and so Billy Joel said okay we'll go to lunch at this place and Billy Joel ordered clams and like a turkey sandwich to go he's like let's get some clams because that takes two seconds to eat he's like let's get that turkey sand to go because he didn't want to stick around I don't think Man. And they wound up hanging out for like three hours. And then over the course of two years, they wrote this song together. So I don't know who the fuck this guy thinks he is or how he got in that position. He's like, I got to write a song with Billy Joel. And but he actually did it. What the fuck? And so he co-wrote. And by the way, I don't outside of like Billy Joel's original band. I don't really recall him inviting other songwriters in to be like, can you help me out with this? I don't really, you know. Yeah. Uh they're kind of he all, wrote written, all of his but, own shit. Yeah. 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 So again, I don't know who this young guy is, but he he got Billy Joel to go back into the Damn studio. It. And yeah. Hey, I think good for I, him. We needed someone to do it to prod him along. He said he started doing it and he was oh, so he said he started writing it for Adele. Because he's like, I know, I'll write a song. I'll just give it to one of I'll give it to Adele. She'll, you know. She could probably, which is not like, again, if you want to give it to somebody youthful, but who could still do it a Billy Joel kind of way, Adele seems to be that artist with two feet in both those worlds. Okay. You know, 
Um, and then he started recording it like as a demo. And then he was like, oh, I don't hate my voice on this actually. And that's how it stuck. And he, he just went with it. And so he, so wait, he recorded his own voice and then showed it to Billy Joel and was like, I could do this. No, no, no. That was Billy Joel. Billy Joel was like, okay. Oh, Billy I'll, Joel was like, that. yeah. Oh. He's like, oh, we kind of got something here. I'll write it out and I'll give it to Adele or something like that. And then as he was like putting the demo together, he was like, oh, I think I sound, I actually don't hate my voice on this. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going here. And it's like a one, like if you, if you get, if you listen to the, the lyrics of it, like the melody is so interesting. It's nothing that you're hearing today, you oh, know? And then like, he talks about like these missed opportunities. Uh, you know, clearly it's between, it's like a relationship and it's like, you know, have we gotten to the point where it's too, that it's, it's too far gone. Can we save it kind of a thing? And that's where it's like, are we too far in the darkness? Is it too late to turn the lights back on? That kind of shit. And I don't know what it is, but it feels like, again, I don't know if it's just because we live here on Long Island and I'm surrounded by it, but it feels like it's kind of striking a chord with people. Again, is the, is the studio version out or is or you just heard it on the Grammys? No, the studio version's out. All right. Yeah, I heard it on Spotify. Cool. Um, but again, I don't know if it's post-pandemic world kind of relationship i don't know if we're just at the right age with it billy but it's kind of like it's relevant it's very it feels very relevant like is it too late can we get it back you know well, he i openly, feel like that uh, you know what no offense but i feel like he could he could have wrote, written that any year anytime and it's going to be relevant you know a lot of i feel like a lot of people have that yeah it's you know how can we bring it all back kind of attitude yeah maybe but it's really interesting he like apologizes for being wrong and flawed and all this stuff and you know talks about being late but he's here now and it's like all those wonderfully shakespearean issues of mistiming and if you just tried a little harder or if you didn't take things for granted and it's like all that kind of just jammed into one you know right i gotta listen gotta you gotta listen to, listen to it yeah all right it's really it's really wonderfully done. Like I don't think it should be as good as it actually is, but it is. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Grammys a rare hit. So that's good. Yeah, it was nice to see like an award show that was like, yeah, that's not bad. I don't know how many people watched it or whatever. Like most people are like you, they're gonna watch it through clips and shit like that, but Yeah, exactly. You know. So we ready for this blind top five, baby. I don't know. We've been going for an hour and forty two minutes. What do you think? You want to do it? Do you want? Let's leave it up to Aaron. Does she want to do it, or she wants to push it to ask, Friday? I will ask Aaron. We'll leave that up to Aaron. Uh, in the meantime, while we have a moment, don't forget to go and follow us on TikTok. Um, we reached our threshold, but we still like to grow there. It's sort of the newer format for us, and uh, we refuse to kind of like bend into the way like people are like. Oh, you have to do this, and I want I don't want things flashing all over the screen. I just want to put clips of the show out. You know. Uh, so make sure you follow us there. What I love about TikTok is our highlights are always full size there. Whereas on YouTube, the shorts are only a minute. And on Instagram, the shorts are only night or the reels are only 90 seconds. Where on TikTok, we can put like four minutes of something together. So it's still like bite size, but it's a little bit of a bigger bite. I have to tell you, Frank and Janine were so great on friday's episode 
that we literally there's so many highlights from that show and i didn't put it out because one of the things that we put out last night while watching the grammys is is going viral right now so i didn't want to kill that momentum Mm -hmm. with another clip but tomorrow we'll put out one of the first few clips from from that show and um it was just everybody was very good on that I mean, so people in the chat, uh, Aaron left it up to the people in the chat and they're, they're all saying, let's do blind top five. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let me just grab a piece of paper. It's like five feet from me. Now I got the Billy Joel song in my head. Please open the door. It's so good. And it's so desperate and vulnerable. You need that sometimes, you know, it's like, uh, Lennon, John Lennon has a song where, um, what is that one where he's just like it's not jealous guy but he's he's basically in that same thing where he's like explaining to yoko like please don't don't fuck me over here and it's john lennon so it's like so wonderfully like you know it's yeah, he, so, he, he knew what he was doing yeah writing music he he, he kind of had it down yeah <laughs> anybody know the name of the, the john lennon song i'm just i'm blanking right now but anyway, uh, Aaron is here. Aaron, we got a blind top. I know it's late. It's Monday, so I'll jump right in. All right. Is so, it a blind top five? It's blind top ten. I always write you what they are in the chat, and you never... Next time, look at what I'm writing. <laughs> it's ten spots. Ten spots. Um, I want to get you a thing like on uh, um, Price is Right. Yeah. Where Bob Barker was like, a hole in one or, or two. two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gotta, okay. Okay. We got to get one of that. One of those where it's like a blind top five or, or ten. That's true. <laughs> um, is Cuddles here? I don't know, but she's been warned. Okay. She can't fucking <laughs> get her shit together. Wow. If you could write a song about it, you could be like John Lennon. Um, <laughs> I, can I tell you something? I hate. Um, I hate well, telling people how good a song is and like the words i fucking hate it <laughs> it was so me- meaningful to me man <laughs> shut up <laughs> i just fucking hate it there's nothing worse than like oh me it's speaking to me shut the fuck up you loser i just can't but it's true i i'll do it but i hate doing it so I this is the top 10 songs that mean something no, to no, you no, no. no okay okay this is the top 10 chocolateless candy there is no chocolate in this candy all okay. right all right is this a swipe at me i feel like this yeah. is a shot at me no. <laughs> are you sure why yes. okay. why didn't it. i didn't i consider like ice cream not oh, a sweet or something said, yeah cake you said wasn't a sweet <laughs> yeah, we're not revisiting those dark days not on a monday at 10 40. <laughs> that was ridiculous chocolate less candy yeah, yeah this is all candies but not chocolate. Chocolate okay. not included. Okay. It's interesting because okay. I consider oh, no. <laughs> fruit-based candy no. to be different from chocolate-based candy. So do I. Yeah. So, that, so then I we're on the same page. Yeah. Fantastic. Which is why I didn't want you saving spots for chocolate. So Love I think it. more than fair. Let's go. Number one is Skittles. Skittles. <gasps> Taste Love the rainbow, people. Some... Love mm. me some Skittles. Mm. This has got to be high on a lot of people's lists. I know it's going to be up there for Cuddles. I know what Cuddles is going to put as her number one. Really? Yeah. If it's on the list? Yeah. I mean, there's three. There's three 
I would say I know Cuddles top three, and I would say Skittles is in the top three for her. It is. It's number two. Number two. <gasps> That's where yeah. I put it. Yeah, mm. I love. I put it number but two. Only the red and purple. The other ones get thrown in the garbage. They're dog what? shit. What? Yeah, oh I God. only eat the red and the purple. That's it. I pick them I out. Save them, two, save them for me. The red and the purple. Because they're great. The red and the oh. purple are awesome. All Skittles are great. Save them for me, the ones you don't eat. <laughs> okay. After I dig my hands in there. Okay, Frank. Can I say <laughs> underrated is the tropical flavored Skittles? I feel like I, like them. Ooh, I, like I agree. No, right? Tangy. We don't talk about tropical Skittles enough. I'm in on those. <laughs> now, wasn't there a whole big thing about how Skittles were fucked up in, in California or something? Like, like banned Skittles or something? Anybody remember that? Yeah, but I don't remember why. It was like the red dye in it or something was was like cancer causing or something. Yeah, so half of it was Yeah. Right. only eats two and half of them are poison. Yeah. Something awesome. like that. All right. Number two. Oh, wait, is... hold on. Wait, okay, we got. Oh. Okay, go ahead. No, it's okay. Yeah, go, go, go. Oh, oh I, I put it at number four, by the way. I don't think anybody cares. Go ahead, Nobody cares. <laughs> <Yeah, Aaron. laughs> okay. Number two is a payday bar because it has caramel and peanuts, but no chocolate. I'm not talking about the chocolate covered payday bar. So don't come for me. Yeah, the payday looks like a, a bar, but it's all peanuts all around it, like c- covering it. Covered okay. in caramel. I gotta I'm tell not... you that. Yeah. First of all, Aaron, Aaron does early on <laughs> with ten. I don't think that's the last time we're gonna get Aaron. Because she said no chocolate. Technically, she's right. But oh yeah, there's no chocolate in a payday. I, I think we all wrote off candy bars as soon as we heard the no chocolate thing. So it was very, very sneaky. Very, very sneaky. Everybody knows that Twix is the only candy with the cookie crunch. Um, very <laughs> um, sneaky. Go yeah, so I got uh, payday and is number eight. Wow. Wow. Yeah, because when I do candy, I think sweet. And for me, peanuts... That's salty, and I don't know. I just, for some reason, I like it. I could eat them, but I don't go right for the paydays when, I, when I'm when i in a candy store. Mm. I'm glad I didn't follow you losers with Skittles, because I've put payday in at number two for me. That's <laughs> magical. Gross. Hey, Rhonda at number 10 with the payday. Me too. six. Me Bird, too. 10. Sarah, ten. 8. Robin, 5. We're going to be banning And TD Freelancer, like 7. Some people are getting banned for this. <laughs> All right, Aaron, number three. Christine, sounds like a salted nut roll. That's pretty much what it is. I guess that's why they named it Payday, because salted nut roll probably wouldn't move too well. It doesn't roll off the tongue. (laughs) (laughs) That really hit my funny bone. Okay, Um, number three is a box of nerds. Don't feel rushed, Aaron. You got to laugh out there. Enjoy yourself with that laugh. I I like it. (laughs) Nerds. A box of nerds. Hmm. Do they only sell nerds in those tiny boxes, or do they make big boxes? Like I've only seen nerds in like the like trick or treat size. Good boxes. Is there Costco size boxes? I don't. I think it's just a pack of the smaller packs. So, so there isn't like a like a a milk does milk dud size box of nerds somewhere. I have. I've seen them in CVS. They're that big. Do they ever come out in In one big clump? In like no, no, right. they come out. But I've seen them in like that, the size that you when you go to the movie theater, you know, you get the, the box. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen I've seen them in the CVS. Right, can I ask a question? No. Do nerds? <laughs> am I misremembering? Because I remember nerds 
it's two flavors and you opened up each side of the tab. Is that the regular or or was there a version where there was just one flavor in the box? I think it, that was a different. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to have nerds when I was little, so I don't know. Uh, see, I, I think that was a special, that was special. thing. I, I'm not sure, though, because uh, I haven't seen that in a long time, That what you're talking yeah. about. One side was like pink and one side was blue. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I put I, nerds at number five. Number five, six. cuddles at six. I want to say, I like the two flavors, the mix and together, and you have them each. I, that's fun, but I think out of all the candy, Nerds aged the worst for people who got older. Meaning, you no. could crush Nerds when you were a kid. You honestly would love a Nerds right now. I could eat nerds. I just, I think when, you're like this reception to the rule. I think he's right. A lot of people aren't like, I could go for some nerds right now. Not that I could go, you know, it's not like I'm hankering for nerds, but if they're in the room, I'm not going to be like, uh, you know, put those away. Speaking mm. of getting older, uh, Paul wants Werther's Originals. <laughs> Ooh. Werther's Originals. Which is not Butters on this list. Butterscotch, right? Is that those butterscotch? Nothing says I'm going to fuck an elderly person out of their pension more than, than somebody who <laughs> drinks Werther's or eats Werther's Originals. Uh, lots of nines coming in here. There's a two for Bird on the nerds. Two eight. for Christine. Two for Christine. Two for Sybil. Mercury, eight. Sarah, five. TD Freelancer, four. All right. Okay. Number four. Number four is Starburst. Ooh. Oh, Starburst. I have to put them at number one. But let really? me guess, you only eat two of the flavors. I right? only eat the pink and the red. Oh, I come on. knew it. I knew it. Yeah, I only eat the pink and the red. I threw out the rest. You're, you're a lunatic. One year for I forget what, her birthday or whatever. I think I've done this more than once. I will buy a package of Starburst and pick out all the flavors that yeah. she doesn't like. <laughs> That's insane. And close it back up again. <laughs> Just eat all the candy. I'm eating the no, whole thing. No, I can't. I don't have a candy where or a thing where I pick out the color that's you know, like M and M's or whatever it is. I'll Not eat even them jelly all. beans. I do that for jelly beans. I'll eat all the jelly beans, yeah. even the no, jelly bellies. I was just gonna say, name another candy where you can really have distinct flavors, like Starburst. Jelly, jelly beans, beans, I'll give you. Yeah, I'll eat them all. Even but like the, nerds, even the licorice ones. Can you really tell the difference between the strawberry nerds and the blueberry nerds? Like, not really no. though. It's all sugar. It's all just yeah. a clump of sugar. Like, put, like M and M's, you can't taste the the colors. No. Starburst at number four for me. Cuddles. I found one. Number one. Yeah, that's what I said. Thanks. One for you too. No, no, no. That's what I said for her. I'm sorry. Oh, I oh. I'm going to put Starburst at number five. It's probably higher on my list because of how many yellow and orange I've had to eat over the years. <laughs> All, right. All right. Number five. We're halfway done with Twizzlers. <sighs> oh, Twizzlers. I could eat Twizzlers Ooh. all damn day. Not very many now, candies you could turn into a utensil. Now, let me ask this question. Are we just talking Twizzlers? Because every time it's a different iteration of a Twizzler, it for some reason it's it just tastes different and it's like there's Twizzler pull and peel. There's the nibs. nibs right? Let's do classic strawberry flicker. Strawberry. Okay, good. regular Twizzlers. Can we do a mini top five with 
Twizzlers right now? <laughs> it could be a Twizzler top five. Rank Twizzlers, nibs, and pull the pull ones. Nibs are the best thing in the world, and they only come in one size. Yep. At like a CVS. You can't. Yep. I want like a giant bag of nibs. They're the best. They're the solid Twizzler, I the ones that don't them. have the hole in it. Those are the best. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I put that. I put the pull ones first. I love the pull ones. Pull and peel are great. Close second. Yeah. Okay, I got good. Twizzler at number one for me. Wow. Twizzler yeah. at number one. That's my number one. Aaron, did you see four. that coming? Um, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just put in a little thing out here. Uh, we haven't gone through the whole list, but um, I don't like any of these things. Frank will attest. I don't. It's not my jam. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You don't go in for the uh, the sugary stuff here. No, I like the chocolate. You're a ch- yeah, you like the chocolate. Well, I like chocolate too. I'll eat any. any well, Frank will eat anything with sugar, really. Um, sure. Cuddles, where did you put Twizzlers? Sorry, Aaron. I put it at four. Four. I put it at six. All right, we got a Sarah's of, with uh, Frank at number one, Christine three, Robin seven, TD Rhonda Freelancer two. one. TD Freelancer one. There you go. All right, Aaron. Okay. Uh, next up is Sour Patch Kids. Yes. Love those. Mm. Mm. I could eat a whole bag of those. I love them. They're at three. I love Me too. them. Me too. So much. We're all at three. I put yeah. it at three. I like TD Freelancer three. I've got number one, Sarah. Three. Sarah, three. <laughs> I've got. We've all. We uh, bring this to the Middle East. We maybe we get the Palestinians and the Israelis <laughs> together on Sour Patch Kids being the third best candy ever. Um, I don't know why I'm holding number one open. I honestly can't think of a can't. Oh, like I'm not man. like saying, oh, if she names this, I got a number one spot. I don't. I'm just keeping it open. I don't know why. I filled up one through five already. Wow, you are a <laughs> sugar fiend. I got to call six, out Mercury. Seven. Who said I like all sugary things, even cake. <laughs> oh, I love cake. <laughs> See, cake's not a sweet. Cake is a cake. Oh my god! You're an idiot. All right. Are you Who kidding me? Do you know how much like sh- sugar is in like cake? I think is the butter sweet? negates it. But go ahead. Next, uh, next, I'll next candy. You. Okay, <laughs> Swedish fish. Oh, 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 so good. Oh, I messed okay. up. So this is what happened. Anthony, when you said, did you see that for Frank? Did you notice my hesitation? I was like, yes, but he's wrong. Yeah. Swedish fish is his number one, right? Mm. Yes. The two E's in Swedish? No, right? No. I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm happy I kept my number one open because I'm going to put Swedish fish there. They're delightful. They're a little chewy. They're harder to eat than a regular gummy. It's just... they found a way to invent a new category of gummy bear, and it's delightful. I should have moved. I I filled up one through five. Swedish fish should be at least. Oh man, I I, I would put that in the top three. I should have moved Skittles down a little a little further. I jumped the gun with Skittles in number two. I I, I you, you got know, excited. It's okay. I got a little excited about the about all the candies. <laughs> Cuddles. Five. Because that's the highest that I have open. All right. Yeah, I did six because that's the highest I got open, but I definitely messed that up. But I'm like actually happy because like I have nerds at six. I would definitely take Swedish fish over them. Over like I think so far mine is like really accurate. Mm, look at this yeah, fall yeah. from Grace. TD Freelancer used to be number one. Now Swedish fish number five. Wow, it's a big fall. Ooh. It's a big fall. Mm-hmm. Swedish fish, man, they're good and. 
the different sizes. You got the little guys, and then you got the gigantic friggin' ones. And then uh, on occasion, you get the non-red ones. There's some other flavors floating around there that you. That's right. Spice See, it up I don't know why things. they don't. Na- they should name the Swedish fish like they should be like Swedish bass or Swedish trout. With the different like they, flavors, the different yeah, colors. You get you get a small like the smaller ones are like bait, Swedish bait, and then you get mm. the bigger ones are like the catchers. I don't know. See, I should work for Swedish fish as well. You I'm should. Saying. I think you got something there. <laughs> okay, thank you. Why don't they sell the the other colors and flavors more? They they're sticking with that red everywhere. I feel that like. red is the big one. I don't know. Yeah. All right. You got the multicolors. I don't think I've ever had them. I've only had the red. Oh, they're all good. You can't go wrong. I feel like when you. Sorry, Aaron. Go ahead. No, I was going to say if anybody sees Swedish mahi mahi in the grocery store, you'll know. (laughs) (laughs) Glad I let her go first. Yeah, that was a good move. Yours wasn't going to be as good. No, no, not nearly (laughs) as good. But what I was going to say was is. Cuddles likes to go to these high-end candy stores where you get the little plastic bag and then you fill Ooh. it up. And you're like, oh, this isn't bad. And then it's like $46 a pound. Right. Um, there you find the color, the different colored and flavors Swedish fish. It's not like you get that oh, okay. at CVS, per, per, you know, per se. I don't know. I feel like, when's the last time? Yeah, you're right. Well, I'm trying to think of when the last time. Here, say this five times fast from Sybil. Swedish smelt, Swedish smelt, Swedish smelt, Swedish smelt. You're yeah, good. Stuff. Stuff. You're good. Three more left. Yep. Oh my goodness. This is exciting. <laughs> Next up is sweet tarts. Sweet tarts. What are they? Right. Mm. You don't know sweet tarts? They look like uh, hockey pucks. Little tiny, tiny, like oh, the size of a dime. Little... Yeah, no, I don't like those. I uh, sweet tarts. Agree no, I with my lovely bride. I'm going to yeah. put that at number ten. Not so much because I don't like them. I feel like they're overrated. I feel like they're more popular than they actually should be. They're like yeah, chalk. I put, I put them at number number nine. I could have did seven, but I, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I, I put them at number nine because they're good. I could eat them, but not too many of them. I can't go crazy with those. Yeah, too much hype. Yeah. All right, we're all over the map here in the chat. Mercury 10, Rhonda 7, Sarah 9, TD Freelancer 6, Sybil 6, Robin 3, Christine 4. Right, Super high, left. Robin. He likes them, them sweet and hard. Yeah. All right, let's see. Two left. I got, I got my 7 and 10 open. 7 and 9 for me, Cuddles. Um, I have 7 and 8. I'm getting really nervous. Yeah, there's going to be a good one here. Yeah. It's going to. I, I, we I, haven't I, seen one, and she's got it. It's in the chamber. I know. <laughs> oh. Okay. The penultimate is Marshmallow Peeps. Y'all, oh, oh. fuck. If I wish you had a 15. I oh. hate Peeps. I love Peeps. Ugh. You don't like marshmallows? I hate marshmallows. I The only <sighs> time I will have a marshmallow is in s'mores, and that's because it's, like, burnt. I let it go on fire oh and then next me- time I we should do peeps. we should do s'mores with peeps has anybody ever done has that ever been done ever yeah that's been no one's ever done that i'm the I've first to think of it god you know who loved this candy joe peeps <laughs> see the sopranos people are gonna get that i hate you <laughs> um i put them in number seven so my number 10 spot is open now the family name was Paparelli. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh boy. So 
All right, number 10 is not marshmallow paparellis, just in case anybody's <laughs> <laughs> You know, remember that? They whacked this young kid, Joe Peeps, and so on his tombstone, they put Peeps. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> the family name is being holds the best card. The family name is Paparelli. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, and so it goes, Jason's dyslexic. He's going to fix it. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> like dyslexia has anything to do with it. doesn't matter that you put the wrong name. No, that doesn't... <laughs> put his nickname, Joe Peeps. <laughs> ah, fucking show. All right. <laughs> Robin's rooting for butterscotch. Ooh. Butterscotch right. is such an old. Everybody's grandmother just had butterscotch. What the hell is butterscotch? I don't even know. I, I mean, know. there's butterscotch pudding, but where? What is it? I I, I understand chocolate. I know that I get vanilla. Mm. But who who came up with? It's not butter and it's not scotch. What the fuck? What are we talking about here? Can we guess what the last one is? Yeah, I think. What do you think it's gonna be? I don't know. Oh, I was gonna say caramellos, but those are those are chocolate covered. That's chocolate. Uh, Mercury says, like, the little caramels in the grocery store. What do you call those? The little square caramel things. The fuck are those? Oh, yeah. I used to love those. Just, I should have saved that I, for another one. I also don't know what those little strawberry candies my meme had are. The ones yes. where they... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know oh, what they're called. I don't, oh, those are so it's not number cool. 10, people. That is not number 10. It's just something I don't know what it's called. Mm. All right, yeah. I, I'm not going to say it. Nobody say it, but I think Robin might be right. All right, uh, Aaron, go ahead. Okay, this is the only one in the list that I actually like, and it's Blow Pops. Oh, I like them. Uh, see, I should have moved those up. I, I do like I, Blow Pops better than Twizzlers. No, do you really? I put them. Yeah. Blow Pops number seven? Come on, that's delightful. It should be up there higher. I know. Uh, what's the other one? There's Blow Pops, and then there's Tootsie Pops. Oh, Tootsie Pops, that's right. And Dum Dums. Uh, yeah, but I was yeah. thinking of. Of lollipops with something in the middle. With the gum in it? Yeah, blow pop. Well, blow pop is the gum. Tootsie right. pop is the Tootsie Roll. It's the Tootsie Roll. Yeah. Uh, how did they come up with those names? How come Tootsie Roll didn't make this list? That's another it one. Oh, that's chocolate. That chocolate. chocolate. What's the matter with you? I guess I think that's chocolate. Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting thing, though. It's not really like what? a chocolate bar. It's still made of chocolate. It's not a fudge. Per how would you describe a Tootsie Roll outside of it's a Tootsie Roll? It's a chocolate roll of Tootsie. Okay. <laughs> and the gas tank is up. I had, I had to put, I had to put it at number ten, but I, sh I would have liked to move that higher. Oh, disgraceful! Yeah. Look at this list. This is terrible. It's not a bad list. Swedish fish, I could have moved up, and blow pops, I could have moved up, but everything else, I, I'm pretty happy with there. I think you got those Twizzlers too high. The Twizzlers not a number one. Oh, Twizzlers are amazing. I could eat those all They're day. Great supporting cast at best. You're you're supporting cast on this show. That's <laughs> 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 true. Uh, cuddles. What? What was your last one? Where'd you put? It was a pops? seven, and it Me definitely too. should have been in like the top five. I could have moved like Swedish Fish down one. And like nerds would have went to seven instead of six, and then blow pops in five because I would definitely take a blow pop over a Swedish fish. But after Twizzlers and after Sour Patch Kids, do you know the ones I really love? The sour pat, the sour um, watermelon things. 
Oh, they look like slices of watermelon. They're like yeah. a cousin to the Sour Patch Kid. Yeah, yeah. they look this. Yeah, you know the, the candies I uh, that aren't on the list, but this is this is an amazing list. Do you ever have those peach? They look like rings, the peach ring oh, candy. Oh, those are good. They're yeah. like gummy, but like sweet. They have like the sugar on them. Yep. They look like orange and pink, kind of. It's kind of yeah. funny. I, I've been watching a lot of YouTube shorts of people who are like, how to make your own. And like by the 60th step, I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> buy them. Yeah. Yeah, just fucking how to make your own is go to the store and buy them. <laughs> Why would I make my own? They're not going to be better than the stores. Well, there's yeah, these yeah. people now. Have you seen them that they, they freeze dry? The Skittles, so that <laughs> they like puff. What? Like they almost become like a Rice Krispie of a Skittle, and they sell them. There's these people that have a whole business. Yeah, that's all they do. Really? Yeah, it's working. Can you do that? And it like puffs it up. It like yeah, I don't know yeah, how but they. You can't just resell a Skittles after you. You know. Yeah, they do it. Yeah. Their like whole legal? business. They they just buy a shit ton of Skittles, put it in this thing, pump it up, and send it out. I can't can't be legal. Hey, people buy Nikes, paint them, and then they they resell them. They, you know, really? it's a whole business. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a huge business. Yeah, how could that be okay to do? I don't because I guess I don't know. I don't know if it's totally okay. I'm not sure. Um, so here's weird. here's what I do know because we really have to wrap this up. But I because Erin made a big statement earlier that she doesn't like any of these. I would love to know what Erin's top three candies are, non chocolate candies. Oh man, yeah. I mean. Blow pops, okay. Skittles, and I don't know, man. I don't think I have a third. You don't I have like a third juice, but you have to chew them forever. I don't like Starbucks. I don't like Twizzlers. I don't eat Payday. No, I they can't. Don't have to be on, oh, doesn't have to okay, be on this okay. list. Okay, I guess a third, although it's distant, would have to, and also only because I have to do three would be marshmallow peeps. But to be fair, every time I get them in my Easter basket, I still get an Easter basket at my age from my parents. <laughs> I give all of them to Frank. I do eat them all. But uh, if these aren't, it doesn't have to be on this list. I'm just set like, it, oh. which you're like, oh, I, I you know, I'm going to go with What's this your candy. top three candy? Yeah. Oh, like period. with chocolate too? No. Okay. Oh, then I mean, I don't know. Then what I said, but I don't really like candy. Okay. Like, so there's not like I a love, favorite that, love, you're, that you were holding but, off the list. No, but okay. if we were doing a top 10 chocolate candies, it would be all of them. Like, <laughs> I would like all of them. So chocolate what about, thing. What about Airheads? Ooh. Airheads is a good one. Like a taffy burn. Don't they burn? Love burn? That. No? I thought those no, were the ones like that a... were super, super sour on the outside, and then once you get past it's sweet. Is that something else? Oh, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, maybe they have a, a kind that's like that, but the original, regular Airheads is just taffy inside, mm -hmm. and you just... It looks like so good. Looks like they look like rubber erasers, and you just pull them and eat them. It's just a sounds delicious. They're good. They're good. Three I could have put on this list: Airheads, yeah, Jolly Ranchers, mm -hmm. ooh, and what about Jawbreakers? No, too much work. Yeah, mm. Jolly Ranchers. Well, and those were those were sour as shit. What was the super cinnamony ball? Ugh. Uh, Fireball, devils, Red something Hots? devil, Red Hots, yeah, Red Hots. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what about those? The things that look like Red Hots, but they're different flavors. Oh, uh, Gobstoppers. Like, no, I don't know. And then there's Mike and Ike's. Mike and oh, Mike and Ike's. Good and plenty. I loved Good and Plenty. Ew, mm. that's really it's licorice wrapped in a candy shell, and I don't know why, but it's great. <laughs> 
I could eat good and plenty all day. Um, Frank, you remind me of that um, character from Men in Black that's like sugar water. (laughs) (laughs) Sugar in water. Um, What? uh, Here's an underrated, and I know I get it. I'm in a minority here when it comes to this candy. Circus peanuts. I know everybody hates them. Disgusting. I know. I know. But I, I could eat them. I don't know what the, they're made of, like Terrible. couch fabric, or ca- couch cushion. Couch <laughs> That's what they're made of, but they're so good. No, Terrible. I can't. Uh, Jamie, Pop Rocks. That's another. I will oh. still have a Pop Rock today. That's a fun oh, candy. That is good. Uh, cotton candy, although yeah, fresh. You get those pre-done cotton candies. Not as, not yeah, as good. Yeah, I had cotton candy yesterday, and it wasn't, it wasn't the same as, like, when someone does it right in front of you. Mm. What about pixie sticks? Is that the little straw that you open up? It's just, and it's got yeah, the sugar? just a straw full of sugar. Okay, what was the one? Was it dip where you lick the white yeah. thing? Was Fun that dip? dip. Yes. Fun dip. Fun, Fun dip. dip. And with that, I'm signing off. Stay sweet, everybody. All Thanks. Right. Great job. Great. Good job, Aaron. Uh, Rhonda wants to say, let's do chocolate candy next. And Dr. Deck says, yeah, Skittles and Mountain Dew. Drink that and it messes you. I would die <laughs> if I had Skittles and Mountain Dew today. I wouldn't be able to yeah. be in the hospital. If you want your heart to explode, then do that. Yeah. Yeah. At 18, I would crush that. At this age, I would be dead. I'd be on life support. People would be like, what happened? COVID? They'd be like, no, he drank Mountain Dew and ate Skittles. I think, he's supposed 40, to pour, yeah. I think he's supposed to put the Skittles in the Mountain Dew. And <laughs> yeah, it does right. something to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm serious. Uh, what about candy corn? I know everybody hates that too, but yeah. I could eat it. I haven't met a candy I don't like. I would crush candy corns. I love candy corns. I hate them. I was surprised at all the backlash the last few years of people with candy corns. Yeah, I don't like them. I don't understand. And there's different kinds. There's like candy corns shaped like a pumpkin. And Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> right. The pumpkin. I do like the originals. I used to like to just bite off each individual thing and pretend like I'm actually yep. getting different flavors. You know what blew my mind the first time I saw someone stack the candy corns to look like a corn on the cob? That's why they're, that's why they're called that. Because they look like corn on the cob. Because the yellow part is the fat part at the bottom, and when right. you stack them up, it looks like a ear of corn. Did they do yeah. it like in a circle? Yep. And like all the way up? Well, you know, like a few inches high, and it, it looks like a, a corn on the cob. That's Dude. crazy. I, I had no idea, but that's that's what they are. But they're good. No, it takes like a lot of patience that I do not have. Yeah, very underrated. I would start that and then just drink Mountain Dew and Skittles so that I could put myself out of the misery. <laughs> yeah, that's how you call it. You just, you know what? Uh, Jamie Skittles, with, that's the way out. Jamie with Pez. Uh, dispenser is oh, more Pez. fun than the actual candy itself. I yep. could eat Pez. Pez is good. Our kids still like hustling a Pez dispenser out of us every now and then. They are fun. It's like, we don't have toys here. Is there a Pez dispenser? All right, I'll take that. Buy me that. <laughs> Because they're little action figures, too. Yeah, kind of, right? That and there's little... still people that collect Pez's. Those pet, like... Oh, sure. That's a big... Uh, little collectibles. I'm sure there are rare ones from years ago. Right now, there's some dude in Pittsburgh that has 4,000 Pez dispensers in his basement. You put a Pez dispenser on her leg during my performance? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron, wonderful job. Get Oval, link in the description below on this episode and every episode for that matter. Cuddles, thank you. You're wonderful as always. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Cuddles. Thank you. 
Frank, good job. I'll see you on Friday. Indeed. Everybody else, we will see you on a Wednesday. Enjoy that Taco Tuesday, everybody. Show me potato salad. Maybe we should go now. Go ahead.